which means we're more or, less, more or less ready to go. So, fucking lurker. Also, here's a quick summary. Last time on the War for the Crown, last couple times on the War for the Crown, you guys were desperately trying to get out of what we have discovered are the Senate sublevels, uh, centuries old series of stone rooms and halls that have been locked beneath Apara's Senate building for who knows how many actual years. According to Factor 12, at least 736. <laughs> it's been several minutes. You were teleported down here by latent magic in your senatorial aid badges that Lady Martella had given you to get you into Apara's Grand Exaltation Day Gala that activated when the Grand Prince himself apparently lost his mind and just decided the best way to stop the change of the male only primogeniture was to just kill everybody in the Senate. As one, of, as one of his assassins swung at you, he saw a flash and ended here. And after a lot of exploration, you have made your way to the very far end of the sublevels themselves. Back here in what was once a great auditorium. Here, you found a creature that you had been hearing tales of for some time. Dagio, who turned out to be some sort of magically enhanced and enchanted rat, who threw not only himself, but swarms of more common rat followers at you. This was by far the most lethal encounter and the most deadly threat the party has faced. And as Dagiu fell and his swarms were slain, Nell is unconscious on the ground. Baylor is only barely alive. Dara, tucked away in the darkness unbeknownst to the rest of the party, doesn't really have a face anymore as all of the uh, skin on at least the side of his skull was blasted away by an acid bolt. And Inori, who's probably very confused by her newly awoken weapon, is also just clinging to life. The party has two HP between the four of them. Beautiful. Come over here. Seeing what's going on. Covering half of my face. Grievously in pain. Check on this guy. This Dara staggers back into the light emanating from Baylor's magic. You see him clutching his face. And uh, Dara, which guy? Dagia or Baylor? Oh, Baylor. I don't care about Dagia. Dagia's dead. That's that's as far as Dara cares at all. He's yeah, dead. it's not moving Dark anymore. He doesn't rat. care. The rat has stopped. That's a dead rat. Well, Baylor appears to be alive, but just only barely. Uh, the bottom half of his robe, as well as his body, has been torn to shreds by the attacks from the swarming rats on the floor uh, when they were surging over him and Nell. And though individually they are each small scratches and bites, 
hundreds if not thousands of them piled together have opened deep wounds on his flesh. He is just barely clinging to consciousness. I'd not say I've had worse, acid. but it'd be wrong. Alright, um... I have a single potion, and I'll give it to you. As I don't know about the uh, anyone downstairs from us, but I see you look uh, pretty bad. So I'll give it to him. I mean, you can see Inori. Uh, I imagine still standing there with her sword left in the ground where she slammed it, still holding onto it. Just... Oh, definitely on the ground, like completely <laughs> in tears, fucking looking at this sword to just talk to her. Yeah, she's freaking. She dead. is. Her and Nell are both prone at the bottom. And both also viciously wounded. Well, if he hands me that potion, I'm gonna drink it. You get three health back. Uh, better than nothing. No longer staggered. Uh, Dara, missing half of his face, gives his last potion to Baylor. What a man. True soldier right there. What, yeah. a, what a soldier. I don't need my face. He needs to stand. Okay, now that I feel like I can walk, I'm gonna rush down to Nell, since he's, you know, seeming the worst off, and that's saying something. He's gonna stagger down through the, the carpeting of dead rodents here towards Nell, and as you approach him, he's breathing, and that's, that's about it. He's breathing. That's what matters. And uh, Amistos, starting to accept now that nothing else horrible is immediately going to happen in this room, slowly starts to uh, inch down the stairs with his lamp on the left. He just kind of looks around the room. And as you say that, he's like, well, okay, so that's good then. We won? It seems as much. For the moment, at least. So, now, hear me out. Rather than dying and dragging bodies back or whatever, did that little librarian clockwork robot thing not say the exit was right past the auditorium? Should we not get someone? We're, we're here now. This is, the, this is the escape. It is. And by all means, go out. We have people to go collect. He uh, just comes out of stairs a little more, just looking at Dara. Where? He, he just kind of points at your face. We're in no shape to escort anyone. Are we lucky if there's nothing else left between us and daylight? True, but there is a healer that can fix some of what we have going on. We know of at least two places here. One of which, I imagine, is where these rats came from. In addition to underneath the floors... And a connection to, from what I could understand, is the rest of the underworld. We have a lot of holes to go back through. Who knows what else could possibly have come out? There's a rampaging robot griffin slowly working on a wall. We can't go I... back in this shape. You do not have to. I am. He uh, turns from Dara and looks towards Belar. And the Nori. He says, look. I know you want to do what's best for your friend. Here, he points down at no. Opara's seen much worse than 
whatever the Grand Prince did up above before we came here. I'm sure whatever happened two days ago, the city still stands. It'll still be in place. It'll still have services, clerics, constables, if nothing else. Bodies we can bring back with us to make sure everyone gets out safely. And he, uh, slips down to the main floor. So you, you can't be seriously expecting to go back through the whole of this labyrinth, barely able to walk. And he uh, steps over a bit further and raises his lamp up and points to the door on the eastern side of the room. I mean, the, the exit's right there! I'm just going to look down at Nell and start casting a spell. I'm going to go back up and check to see if uh, he has any potions that we can use on him. So as, a, as you walk back over and look over Dagio himself, well, let me see. I don't know if there's a whole lot that's actually on the road personally. Yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine. He has nothing more than the wand he had been swinging towards Inori and what appears to be a ring that he was wearing uh, as an armband. Just barely on his little... Because, I mean, he's still really small. Yeah. He's still a dire rat, so he's he's got it just on his... And rats have little, tiny little fingers. He's got it on his little rat wrist. But uh, he does have, as you can see from the token, I mean, he has a, a not small amount of random necklaces and chains and small bits of jewelry. But the only thing that strikes you as interesting is the ring somehow unscarred from the battle, unscratched and clearly magical in origin. All right, then uh, I'll pick up the wand and the ring and hope that they can figure out something to do with it, but uh, not care much for the jewelry and bring it back to these two whenever they're able. And as you walk back over, uh, looking around the room again, I'm just going to call it out again because it's been all week and I don't want us to forget that it's there. You once again see the ring of the multicolored circles and designs on the ceiling around that small five-foot crevice that leads somewhere up above. And while you're looking at him, Amistas moves up the stairs and starts looking at this door. Uh, I am going to cast a spell on Nell, and his wounds are going to slowly start stitching back together. And uh, as they do, Nell equally slowly begins to awaken. And so after <clears throat> a minute, he will have regained 10 health. So now you got 10 hit points back. Well, when he first wakes up, of course, groaning and, and slow movements, but as he remembers where he was and what was happening, he's going to start thrashing for a few seconds before he realizes the rats aren't trying to eat him anymore. Because you would wake up surrounded by rats, they would just be dead rats. Because they're still yeah. all over the floor from where the uh, dozens of them have been killed out of the two swarms. He's okay. Calm down. Okay. Calm yeah. down. He'll sit up, look around, and uh, look over at all of you and say, "Well, I guess we uh, 
I'm not dead, so we won. Look over your party covered in blood, acid burns, your own breastplates, uh, the color partially melted away, and one of your pauldrons fused to the chest plate. And Dara is still holding half of his face, but you can see through his fingers that there's not much face left in there to hold. But you won. Well, as my health is regenerating, I'll reach into my bag, grab a potion, and give it to Dara. Tell him it's the last one, but he looks like he's in dire need of it. Has Anori stood up yet? Nope. Anori is still on the ground, just with her sword sticking out of the uh, the packed dirt floor here, where she'd left it. Just, I imagine at this point, still quietly kind of sobbing. Just there. She's She's just, something is very wrong with her. I'll uh, grab that and kneel down and, uh, touch your shoulder, trying to get her attention. I never, I, I never believed him. I never, never believed him. Ever. I, I, I thought he was crazy. What are you talking about? I All heard. this time. I, I, the, the sword. I, I heard it. I, I was I was thought he was just telling me stories as as a kid, but it's real. It happened. I know I heard it. Can you at least stand? Um, she trying to pull herself out of it and pull herself together and uh, stand up and face you. All right, good. Are you uh? Are you gravely hurt as well? I'm uh, not doing so hot, no. I see. There's only one of these, and I'll hold up the potion. You sure you don't need it? There is a cleric back there. He, I will need more than just a potion to keep me alive after this. It is quite painful. Quite painful, missing half his face. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, he was in war. He's been hurt before. Yeah, he's a soldier. He's, he's he's no bitch. Hey, if it's uh, <laughs> if it means anything to you, chicks dig scars. Wonderful. Uh, interrupting. Um, who has those two keys? This door seems to use the same arrangement. I have them. Surely that means this is the entrance, right? The, the the lock to get in here. I expect there's stairs on the other side. A lift, perhaps? I would assume something. And I'll uh, come on over here. Since everything appears to be fine with the rest of my uh, allies, I will come over here and look at the door. And I assume, just as he said, there's two keyholes, correct? Yes, uh, there is the exact same set of the pair of keyholes as there was on the door that led into the auditorium from the other side. I'll go on ahead and give them a try. And as you uh, slide them in and turn them, they click and unlatch this door just as they the double doors up above, leading into another much smaller, uh, simple, clearly a a waiting or reception chamber and you can see against the wall just barely through Amistos' light 
a couple of dust-covered couches pushed up against the wall. And then he says, that's it, that's what he said? Waiting room, auditorium, freedom. Now, now that you're more conscious, surely you can talk some sense into your friends. There's no point in you being dead again. Well, I wasn't dead in the first place. Well, almost technically, only technically. Close call is a close call, but we still have a job to do. I'm not saying we need to brave anything else. We have a straight route in and out now. Misto steps forward and like looks further into the room. He says, look, there's one more door here. I'm positive that's the outside. This is exactly how, they how the machine described it. I'm going to point over here to this, what I can barely see as another hallway. And I'll look back at Amistos and say, are you, are you sure there's one more door? And I'll step out and hold the lamp. And he'll look at that. And as he appears, like, well, that looks like it turns back. I, I, I don't know, maintenance? It doesn't look like where we're going. Regardless, we need to go get everyone. While they're talking, I'll, I want to put my hand out to these two. With the wand and the ring in it. They're of no use to me. Amistos, you're free to go. Uh, the door is right here. But there is safety in numbers. Until we know for sure what's happened outside. It's been a full day. Surely whatever group is going to take control here has done so. Yet we're nobodies. We'll just walk up there, blend into the crowd, get help, save the rest of these senators, or, 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 better yet, I have a thought. You're worried about going up there because you don't know about the situation. And you want to bring a group of senators? The last thing we saw was all of them being murdered. We shouldn't, we have a duty not to bring them up there until we know what the situation on the surface is. We could be guaranteeing their death. I pay, I, the senators are paying me to get them out of here. The senators are not paying me to They're not going to, to pay you them. with their corpses. I'll yell back to you guys uh, through this door over here. What do you guys think? Amistos makes a decent point. Should we at least check outside before we return? And he I'm going back to the cleric. He steps up and repeats the same, uh, same thing he said. They're, they're senators! The last thing we saw was senators being murdered! We can't bring them to the service before we know what's happening! Dari's not gonna look at him. He's just gonna wave a hand behind his head and keep walking. Yeah. If Dari's going back, I have to go back. If something do does happen to should. jump us. I do believe we should find the complete exit before we bring them, but I also believe we should go back to them for the moment. Because we don't know if we're going to run into anything else. We can make one less trip. Uh, I suppose... You're not wrong. Or I'd go myself. He grumbles, coming back towards the party. And I'm going to check out that wand and ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, let's see which one's, which one's actually going to check it out. We're going to roll bad. Is Baylor going to check it out this time? Has Baylor learned to identify an item? 
I always want to give it to him first because I want uh, the dream that I handed to him, and he's just like, "I know what this is." Uh, <laughs> Not today. Uh, maybe the ring. You got. You got another go at it, though. You could get the ring, maybe. Try the ring. Top. Ah, you almost had Dude, it. Not today. Oh, really putting the pressure on me. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to okay. Anori. I don't While I want you, <laughs> Manchaw the person. To explain to me what about Baylor the character's upbringing and wizard training makes him yes. utterly and completely yes. incapable of identifying even the simplest magic <laughs> items. Because you are at a lifetime zero items identified. And there's some like caster level three shit in here you can't get. Does he just not know? Like, do you, do you not know detect magic? Is that not one of your cantrips that you ever bothered to learn? Oh, I have it as a cantrip. I'm just not used to magic in its item form <laughs> i'm used to he's studying just, books reading about it not he's got these people dealing with it <laughs> he's got all these people around him watching him and he's just like all right guys don't look at me i'm trying to get this we're all just eyeing him we're like what, what's the item man come on and he's just like all right come on and he casts and he's like i don't know like, fuck you he i can roll a 37 on a knowledge check and tell you everything about an item but when i get that item in my hands i've never actually held one before i don't recognize it it's book it's book learning versus practice you yes. know how to cast spells, and you've spent all this time studying in various prestigious wizard colleges, but you've never actually tried doing this crap before, clearly. And Nori... <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> because Nori is a magist who uses her magic to be a bounty hunter, and she is much more familiar with the practical applications. I've always seen people shit. Give me one for the ring. So neither of you actually know what the ring is. Uh, looking it over, it's fairly simple. It doesn't have any particular marks to it. It's an almost featureless, just round gold band. But it's not so much as scratched. Like I said, there's clearly something else to that. You just really have no idea what. The wand, however, is a simple caster level one wand of shocking grasp with 22 charges left. Didn't our little golden flying friend tell us that a ring was stolen? He, he said something was stolen. There was a ring and something else. The other I'm key, I believe. Going to be honest, I wasn't entirely paying attention. I was sort of focused on the flighting robot in the library. Yet one of many reasons we should leave. Well, Baylor, tired of this shit, is going to pull out a scroll and cast Identify on the ring. Oh, Jesus. Oh, baby, he's done. <laughs> Not playing today. So you pull out the Identify scroll and you cast and on the ring. Go! Now with a 28, you do know, uh, now with the scrolls magic in you, you gain understanding. This ring is enchanted with a fairly low level and simple field of abjuration uh, that will lightly protect the bearer from any sort of attacks or hostility. It's a ring of protection plus one. It's the ring, TM. 
Did it. You did it. It took a skull of identify, but you did it, and we're all really proud of you. That's why I started with two scrolls of identify. But I mean, that actually works perfectly well from a flavor standpoint, though, because maybe you know you're really bad at this. I mean, there's no way you got through like wizarding school not having to try identify items, so maybe it's entirely possible Beller knows he sucks shit at that, so he brought a bunch of identify scrolls. I have identify in my spell book, and I have scribe scroll. I have made scrolls of identify for this I was prepared. <laughs> Beautiful. Just nothing else so far has seemed important enough to use it on. <laughs> and Inori's been here to find out what everything does, so... As you're, uh, as you're identifying that, Imishtos kind of squints at the ceiling and points out towards the hole. So uh, what about up there? We're in the basements, right? Do you think that leads through? That could circumvent whatever nonsense is still happening in the Senate Hall. It's possible. But I'm not sure we have a good way of getting up there, and I'm not willing to risk falling. I want to cast de detect magic up at all those circles, just in case. Uh, as you cast detect magic up there, this that that whole series of the multicolored circles doesn't give off any sort of an aura at all. However, you sense near the I just just barely inside the uh, crevice on the ceiling, two small signatures of power. Uh, one, uh, not even small. One small. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get the right. I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not guessing. Schools of magic anymore. Oh, neither of them are small. Apparently, uh, you have one strong aura of transmutation, and one moderate aura of enchantment. They're, but they're small, physically, small signatures, as if, again, they were enchanted items. How far up so just, far are they, what is, roughly? What is it? Uh, it is about 40 feet from the floor, and uh, 25 from this upper edge here. But it's almost right above Amiestos. It's, it's the northern end of the center of the room. There's something magical there. I'm not sure what. From this distance is that better or worse than a way to the surface hard to tell at this point it's better and he uh walks over towards the side and just kind of looks at the like old ragged stones i just kind of considering it and then he turns around this this wouldn't be impossible to climb. None of you are rock climber hobbyists, are you? I'm this not is fairly degraded. There's plenty of handholds, but I'm sure I'd have no luck. I suppose Could I could do it if my life depended on it. Get up there fairly well enough. Let me remove my armor if I'm going to be doing this. Oh, no, 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 no. What, if, what, if, what if more show up? What about her? And he gestures at Inori with the lamp. Me? Why am I getting nominated for this? For your... Why don't you climb it? I'm terrible at this. What, what would I... How would I have any chance? You... You seem like you could possibly make it. You're the dump, and he just makes like a slashing motion with his hand. You're the sword swinging type. You fit. You're strong, trained. 
Oh, for Christ's sake. It is probably the rat lived. Maybe there is some good stuff up there we could use. It is a possibility. Alright, I'm gonna do it. I need to take my mind off things anyway. If I fall, so as you walk up, if you walk up to the wall, it looks like it's gonna take you about the the crevice is not far from the wall. It would take you two climb checks going up the wall, which don't seem like they'd be horribly difficult. Followed by one third climb check to get from the top of the wall to the crevice itself, which is going to be a little more challenging and also 25 feet off the ground, which will hurt a bit if you fall. Do we have anything in here to maybe break a fall if I fall? Like all these rats, we just bunch them all in the center of the room. I can catch you. He just kind of smiles. No, I was obviously kidding. I don't have an idea. God. I'd rather die. I have a dumb idea. Actually. Go back and get one of the beds. I was thinking I could just throw stuff at it till it falls. We know how well that went earlier, but... Want the rest of your stuff stuck up there? No, like the little little weapons from the room with all the rusted uh, tools and stuff. I, don't I feel have like to this is a much worse things. idea than simply climbing up there. But not the expert. I mean, if we want, if we want someone to climb up there, I can probably easily do this. I just have to remove my armor first. Just, just stand down below me. Break my fall if I fall. All right. I'll do my best. And Mistos moves out of the way. <laughs> Is it possible to, like, do I really have to make three in a row, or can I take my time these? And, uh... So the way climb works is as long as you don't fail the check by more than five, even if you fail, you don't fall. It's just you don't go anywhere. If you fail by more than five, you fall. So you gotta make three in a row without the first... I mean, the first one doesn't super matter because you got nowhere to fall. But you gotta make three in a row without failing by more than five. It's not even making them in a row, which make three without failing one by more than five. That's true. Yeah, it's not even necessarily in a row. Because you you're clinging to the wall once you get up there, so there's no way you can just, like, take a break or anything. You're up there. She's just going to glance over her shoulder at the sword again and be like, maybe somebody will stop me from making a bad decision here, but not too chatty anymore. Let me see. I'm going to try to climb this. I'm going to keep casting Detect Magic up there to try to, like, when she gets up there, guide her to where she needs to go. First one's not too good. So as you start to climb, you reach and kind of try to get some handholds and start to pull yourself up, and one of the bricks crumbles away over your hands, and you uh, you just slide back to the ground. It's going to be interesting. But if, with that little bit of knowledge, you... You feel like it's not going to be horribly difficult to get up there. Okay. <laughs> You're just not really sure how to start. <laughs> with an 11 I mean, this and a is nine. So yeah, with, with another attempt, you're still looking for a way to start up this wall. 
and thinking about what you're going to have to do to get across the to bridge the gap at the top. Okay, she's gonna jump down real quick and try to psych herself up. Get in. Yeah, you're not. You're not up anyway. You're still on. I know. I'm on the ground, down. jumping up and down, <laughs> trying to get psyched oh, up to make okay, this climb. Okay. So she kind of pumps herself up a bit. Vistos kind of just side-eyed looks at Dara and then looks back at Hinori and still just kind of waiting. Oh, man. She's just another 11. Just. Are you sure you wouldn't rather have me do this? Jump the wall and immediately slip off and end up back on the top row again. I mean, my ribs are killing me from taking that magic missile to the chest. Ah. <laughs> I'm gonna try again. Let me. Let me just. Maybe we. Maybe Shut this up! A great idea. Shut okay. up! I need to focus. He just puts his hands up. Have the twelve. You're really more confident, and you run, uh, run like a, almost a step or two up the wall using some of the broken bricks. Get up there, and you just can't get your hands in, and you just end up right back on the top again. You just, you just can't get a hold of the wall at all. You just, I guess you're used to chasing people more on foot on the ground. Not a whole lot of climbing in your bounty hunting day chases, apparently. God damn it! Well, not after a, a fight to the almost a death. You do feel like it's particularly difficult to make this climb with your armor on. And that perhaps not weighed down by your rattling scale mail. This would be a little easier. Your chain shirt, rather, is what it is you have on. Is, is that is it really taken off for me? Is it taken? Uh, if the EQ under your items is equipped. If you uncheck that, it'll take it off and take out the uh, check penalty and everything. You can actually literally just uncheck what you have equipped. It's super nice. Is there anything up there to, like, hook onto? Uh, Around the hole? Can, not that you can immediately see. It's just kind of a hole. All right. So, you, I mean, you kind of just yeah. do that chain shot over your dress. You still have your dress underneath. You can pull the chain shirt off. All right. I'd imagine at this point, angrily toss it on the ground and try again because the noise is in serious mode now. Yeah, now we're getting serious. Can I assist? Just to like you can, get a noise started. Up. Yeah, you can, I'm gonna let you assist her on the first step. Go for it. Roll me a climb check, Mel. All right, let me recheck my armor because I took it off, assuming I was gonna be doing this. But all right, so <laughs> you might be doing it in a second here. <laughs> Ooh, Discord's derping real hard right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh, oh we're good. Wait, I Are think we? you just bounced back. I think you bounced back. Okay. We're good. Are we good? Okay. Yeah. Sounds cool. like it's stabilized. Okay. So what the hell did you say over the last 30 seconds? <laughs> well, you, you didn't do anything. I didn't do Minori. shit. And you Go didn't help it. me. He's trying to help you. Go for it. Wait, yeah. that's 21. I helped. Mel reaches down to try to help, but you just ignore him. This is a matter of price. <laughs> you completely ignore him. And you get yourself 15 feet 
up the wall. So you are halfway up the wall now. And Amistos just... Ah! And then you kind of stick for a second. And you got the running start to get you up there. But with an 11, you're just kind of looking for like, all right, how do I continue going? And you kind of sort of reach for something. It doesn't really work out. You're thinking. You're thinking. Give me another one. The 14. You, you got an idea. Give me another start. one. <laughs> to climb the wall, Focus. I must become the wall. You're starting to see those handholds. With a 20, you put your plan into action. And you head over foot a couple times, work your way up uh, pretty quickly the last, 15, uh, last 10 feet of the wall here, up to the ceiling. So you're up now with one hand holding a brick almost at the ceiling, 25 feet off the ground. And your feet tucked into various crevices holding you up there. Now you got to turn around and almost kind of just swing or jump back towards the crevice itself and pull yourself up. This is going to be interesting. Give me another clam check. Yeah. With a 25, Honori is not going to be an embarrassment today. It's not go time. Any more than she already has. And she kind of pushes off with her hand and her feet at the same time and launches herself out and just grabs on up into the crevice. And as you do, you realize there's a pretty big space there for you to grab onto. Uh, the stone is only maybe six inches thick in the ceiling. So you can easily just put your whole arm up over it and haul yourself up there. And as soon as you pull yourself up, you... Uh, See what's in here. It is, in fact, a rat nest. I knew it. It is a circle of what appears to be shredded books and pages, as well as random bits of cloth and bedding arranged into, of course, a perfect circle fit into the room. The smell in a rat's nest that's lived here for essential several centuries is absolutely overwhelming. Make oh. me a fortitude save. Oh, God. I'm trying not to vomit right now. Not today. Yeah, with a 20, you already made it up here. It smells real bad. You want to get down more or less as soon as you can. But you're okay. Wasting time to vomit would just be more time up there. Exactly. Then you have to stay up there. Exactly. You got to stay up there even longer and everything just actually gets way worse. So as you uh, look around the area up there, you see a few things that stand out to you as interesting. There is one book set near the back of the nest against the wall that appears to be intact. It's not shredded into the nesting as the rest of them are. Uh, it's a fairly simple leather book with a brass and what looks like silver wrought kind of engraving along its spine and a still intact red bookmark tassel hanging out of the bottom of it. Ooh. There are also a small pile of gems next to that book. Uh, what appear to be four rubies and a pearl and a very scuffed jewelry box sitting next to those. 
Okay. Uh, I don't really have a bag or anything. Maybe. Do not. Maybe I could throw this down to the team. I mean, I am directly are you below. Say you. that, or are you gonna just start? I'm doing thinking. It? I'm spitballing in my head. All right, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna yell what down. What you see the up hole. there, Nori? Yell down the hole. I'm gonna throw down some stuff. Don't, don't not catch these things. Okay, they might be valuable. And so Nori starts reading through and tossing down the stuff. And right. as you catch these things, you know, first the book. And then she just drops a, the small handful of gems one at a time, which you can grab, and finally the jewelry box. Now there's the problem of getting back down. Still <laughs> casting up there. Are the signatures still up there, or did they come uh, down? No, the signatures have come down. One of them was one of the gems, and the other was the jewelry box. Nice. Okay. Right. Uh... Inori, do you see anything to attach a rope up there? Let me proceed. As the area is basically just like a hollowed away section in the stone, it doesn't appear to go anywhere. There are juts of brick and mortar that you could tie her up to up here fairly easily. All right, yeah, I, I know can... somebody grabbed rope because we went out of our way to do that. I have rope. Mel has rope. Awesome. Throw me up some. <laughs> All right. So so Nell tosses the coil of rope up to the crevice in the ceiling to Inori, who ties it around the edge of the thing. And I'm, honestly, you can just rappel down it. I'm not even going to take a climb check or anything if you just slide down that rope. Yay! It's going to be difficult. The rope's kind of just going to stay there, but it's a rope, so it's not super important. I'm going to pull out a scroll. Scroll it is. <laughs> Attack time. Uh, do, you have, do you have anime rope? We got a r scroll of anime eight rope. That was one of the scrolls we wasted picked up. on a random rope we just found down. You don't here. know what magic is, Nell. Shut up. Stop metagaming. Mello I have that spell in Fair. my spell. It's it's a school spell for me. I have that spell. Mello and we also pulls found out and scroll. You have no idea what he's doing. Cast a spell, <laughs> cast on the rope, and the rope unties itself and wiggles itself down to the floor. <laughs> Alright. Okay then. <laughs> I will recoil my rope and put it back on my belt. Wherever it is, I'm keeping it. The saga of the wall has been completed. The party has <laughs> triumphed yet again in the auditorium. Huzzah. So, looking through your things here, you've got, again, a book, uh, four rubies and a pearl, and a jewelry box. And as you look through the spell book, is what it is. I will give you, I'm just going to copy-paste in the chat the pile of spells it has. And I will copy and paste that into a notepad. Sounds Have that for good. later. Do me. Let me see. Let me just double check. Because uh, like, I'm generating a spell book on the fly real quick. I got to at least have his spells in there. And I'll get rid of this. Oh, acid arrow. That looks like a fun one. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, it's got all those first level spells. And it has those second level spells. Spelling's hard. Wow, that's a that's a nice little book. That's a Dagio spell book. Yeah, 
pretty cool. Acid arrow invisibility or second level? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the first, uh, what, seven are all first level. So. Using it to detect magic, you determine that the pearl and something inside the jewelry box are magical signatures. What do? Who's got a praise, first of all? I do. Throw me I a do. praise for the four little rubies. Because they're just rubies. Uh, Nell, with a 23, appreciates the finer things in life. They're fairly small, not particularly impressive cuts. Probably worth about 100 gold apiece, but still, that's 400 gold across the four of them. Not a bad find. Is there any one of us in particular tracking these things? Because I'm keeping track of my stuff personally. I have the party loot sheet open. I was just about to put that on there, but I didn't put like the fan and everything from... No, I saw that earlier. on my list. All right. Okay, I, ju I just wanted to clarify that because I am doing my things, but I'm not keeping track of stuff like this. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just put those on the party loot sheet. Yeah, unless okay. someone hands it to me, I'm only keeping track of the spyglass fan, the Sorry. dagger, and my crossbow bolts. All right. I just wanted so, to make sure. Do you want to even try to identify the poor old Baylor, or you just want to go hand out to Anori? Yeah, Can I raise it? <laughs> I'm going for it. You're going to get Baylor's lifetime first successful spellcraft check. Nope. <laughs> with your hands crossed, staring at you, waiting for you to hand it to him. He's really determined to prove to himself he can do it, and it's just not happening. Nope. I think I've seen you roll um, above a five to identify something. Crossbow bolts are like bullets, right? Oh, also rolled a four. Ooh. So you... I don't know what it is either. The pearl is magical, clearly, and there's this fairly small pool of things a magical pearl could be. But I think there's exactly one thing a magical pearl can be. But you that don't. Pearl is worth about how much gold? Probably worth about fifty gold. Pearls are not See, particularly rare or valuable in a coastal city like Apara. And it's... I don't know what you guys are fussing about. This, this pearl isn't worth that much. What's the big deal? It's magic. Well, what is it then? Inori, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> and we're both just going to look at Inori expectantly. I was looking at Inori with the pearl on it with her casting to take magic. She just sort of looks back and forth to the two of you. It's my cue to roll again, huh? No, you already... That no, was you your just roll. rolled. <laughs> that, was your, that was your 13. You can only try once. Until you I know, that's it. why I was like, damn it, I was trying to weasel another roll out, but I can't. I don't know. No, nah, no. Nah. So there's something in that box, but I don't like opening boxes. What's Maybe in the box? Arcana, Baylor. <laughs> Is he any good at this? But uh, crossbow bolts are like bullets, right? Yes, you can't get them back. Yeah, that done. Uh, with a sixteen, I would say ability to use spellcraft notwithstanding, you're pretty sure this is a pearl of pearl power. Pearl of power, first level. Again, it is a thing that you, know, you have no idea what level. It is a thing that is a fairly common magical item in Galarian. However, without the ability to properly dissect it with your own magic detection, you're not going to be able to learn it. the command word to use it. So you know you're fairly certain of what it is and what it does, just not how to use it. They each have a command phrase. A pseudo spell that activates the magic. 
And you don't want to open the box. I'll open the box. That's no big deal. I was like, open the box. And Nell takes a scuffle jewelry box and opens it. And inside, there is another ring. Uh, this one, a golden band that is similar to the ring of protection you found. Absolutely perfect on the outside. However, the inner center of the ring shows centuries, if not millennia, of wear. What appears to be some kind of family crest adorns the front, with olive branches encircling two paired crowns. And uh, cracks run across the surface of the sigil. Would we recognize that from the other crests? You would not. Not even with that. It's not even something you'd recognize with the knowledge nobility or anything. Okay. If it is a symbol of an individual house, you don't you don't know what it is. Does they it may have been gone for hundreds of years. It is yeah. certainly magical, and it's the source of the moderate aura of enchantment. Yeah, and so you would know that with the pearl, the pearl being a strong aura of transmutation, you're like, yeah, it's the pearl power. Like, <laughs> what else could this possibly be? Yeah. So with again Nell not having a clue about magic, he's just gonna be looking at the box here because you're gonna say it's magical. So he's gonna turn to you, and he's just gonna turn the box around and kind of look at it and look at you because he doesn't know <laughs> what to do with it. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to come to me. Let's, let's skip the middleman. Come right to me. Hey, you said it was magical, so he turned to you. I know. We're just keeping Baylor out of this. <laughs> yeah, I want you to right. fail this one so bad. There is a man wanting someone else in the party to fail her all so hard. Ah, I hate your bad juju. Spicy two on the D20. Uh, looking it over the R on this is entirely unfamiliar to this. Baylor rolling what I'm pretty sure is his third fourth row. Also doesn't have any idea what it could be. Uh, neither of you can identify the magic in this ring. So Is there a way to compare it to the one we know? I'm pulling out that other identifier scroll. I mean, you can put it on. It's okay. Oh, Jesus. He just did it. <laughs> He's like, I hate this. Pulls out another scroll. Wham! Identify. Rings are my business. Uh, you determined that the enchantment in this ring is interesting. It is an enchantment effect that applies not necessarily to the bearer, but projects a mild enchantment effect to everyone else around them. If you were to put Ooh. this on, you would find it easier to persuade people. Uh, mechanically, you'd get a plus two competence bonus on diplomacy, perform, and uh, even linguistics, as it just kind of helps you understand people's intentions and read them better. Once per day, you discover a command word that will activate its full magic that will disguise your whole person, your clothing, and everything magically to match the customs of whatever the dominant culture is around you. Uh, generally, the local nobility or ruling class, so you'll blend in. It won't change your physical features to match the local races, but if you have anything that would make you stand out, like, I don't know, half-elf ears, those would diminish so you would blend in better. And you could have that on for the entire day if you want. It, uh, it could last an, a, a full day, and you could use it every day. It's... A fairly powerful illusory effect. Ooh, pretty. That looks like a ring from Dark Souls. 
It actually kind of does look like a ring from Dark Souls. Yeah, it looks like all the uh, crest rings. Yeah, yeah, so you're not wrong. Very cool. I like this go. ring. I would like to have this ring. Does the ring help us leave? I would like to know that this, this, that at this point. Can I have the other ring then, Baylor? I will let you have the other ring. Still, still questioning whether these rings help us leave. Is as the box is the fancy? Dying archer man with no face. Does does the jewelry box look nice? No, it's scuffed and worn. Okay, I'm gonna just leave that here now that now that we've yeah, just figured tossed out it over your shoulder. Like, cool, neat ring, and just drop the box on the floor. Alright, so standard ball formation for jumping across rooms. Wad yourselves, friends. So that yes, I, I do believe we are elsewhere. done. We run in. We so do need to go you... back to the golden boy, though. Golden boy? The little golden boy. The keeper of things. Oh, do you want to go back to the safe house or do you want to go back to factor 12? Safe, safe house, house first. <laughs> Okay. I was like, are we going to Factor 12? Because I'll take you to Factor 12. I got my dragon nope. powers. Which sounds way cooler than the ability to drag <laughs> tokens across the map. <laughs> I'm going to so, come in. I don't care who's on the bed. I'm laying down, waiting for the cleric. Yeah, as you come in, the uh, the lady and Sir Plashian would be in here. And as you come in, she would, they would both kind of Scream in terror for a second, and the lady stifles it real quick, and the and the uh, the guy, like, dear, Avadar, what happened? And you just flop yourself on the bed without a word. Nope. So I'd run around over to here and find Jawan. And you uh, head down to the uh, storage area. You can see that uh, Jawan and Lord Patoles are looking through the stuff, trying to find anything they can that would uh, be useful in the situation. And uh, they both hear that cry, and they turn around and see you come down the hall. And Batoles looks at you and then looks at the cleric. And the cleric just looks at Nell as he approaches says, what, what is it? Small uh, emergency. Already hurrying towards the yeah. other room. And as he comes in, and Amistos is like, ah! He just steps back out of the way. And he sees Dara laying on the bed. He sees Baylor near the doorway. Barely alive. He sees you staggering through to come get him. And I'm just, not doing too bad at this point. You, you, you're below half health. That's pretty hurt. Yeah. You, you are more than halfway to dead. That's that's a lot of pain. The unconscious. I'm not even halfway to dead. That's true, I suppose. Uh, M. Trant. I see all this commotion comes in as well from the other room. Trying to uh, just look, and Amistos kind of scoots back towards her, still holding onto his lamp. And everyone just kind of gathers on to look at what's happening here as Zubari steps up to the bed and uh, just looks down at Dara at what happened. Uh, it seems that we cleared out everything that there is. The last we thing believe. was just very tough. <sighs> And your voice is almost uh, muffled by the fact that you've got approximately half of lips right now. So uh, yes. it's, it's like Two-Face talking. It's, it's At the moment, 
kind of hard to understand you. But he, he gets he gets the idea. He's, he's looking over the exposed bone of half of your skull poking out. He uh, looks back to the rest of the group. And he uh, just kind of looks over everyone else and glances at your bloodied and wounded bodies and Nell's melted breastplate and Bellor's just completely shredded outfit. And he turns back to Dara and says, This is a serious injury. I... I do not know how much my magic can help. I understand that. Just whatever you can do for me and my friends. I will do what I can, of course. And he uh, grabs a symbol of Abadar and kneels next to the bed and holds one hand up near your face and uh, starts chanting. And as he does, you all feel the wave of energy come out of him once again. Uh several of them again and again as he tries to do what he can to bring all of you back and you all heal for 12 first and he continues uh, to channel this magic these waves of power coming out of him starting to close all of your various wounds and knit your flesh back together and you heal for another 12. At that, he stops and removes his hand from Dara's face. And you can see that while it's not a skull anymore, and he at least has regrown the skin across that side of his head, it looks like a I mean, how how do you want it to be, Joe? Uh, like there. a, like it would, uh, as if it was burned, like it was. It is. Uh, it, it's going to be very noticeable. It's going to be impossible it's, to hide without like a, a mask. It's like a severe burned victim. Like his face is mottled and yeah. worn, almost as if it was clay that had just been stretched across just to cover a void by truly inexperienced hands. He's pretty grotesque to look at at the moment and uh, a scale of Zuko to Harvey Dent probably like a 7 <laughs> yeah <laughs> I want to say like a 7 is what I'm picturing what are you where are you at Just... yeah about there I could blink so it's not like Harvey Dent you Harvey have Dent's an 10 eye. Yeah, you have yeah. eyelids and you can blink, yeah. you, so can blink to Zuko? And you can talk like a normal person no no, like but, seven. So it's yeah, like it it's is like, crazy disfigured. And Harvey Dent's a ten. He's like a seven. Like he's yeah. Because Zuko's really like a fucked up. But Zuko honestly just kind of looks like he it, like it's pink. Like it's not that bad. Like he can still blink and uh, or not just blink, but like he, his whole face. Like if you had makeup, you could probably cover that up. But like my skin is distorted now. And uh, yeah, like, at flawed. best with makeup, he'd look like Deadpool. Like you can't. Yeah, it's still fucked. You couldn't actually just save this. And Tsubari shakes his head and he's still holding his holy symbol with his other hand. There is nothing more I can do. This is all of the power I can pull forth. And he looks at uh... the rest of the party and it's it's as he glances at you, it's, it's hard to tell from how injured you are because though it closes your wounds, your clothes, your outfits, your your new courtiers outfits from the gala are still caked with blood 
but yeah. you all look like you're standing a bit straighter. You look like you're less in pain. But he looks back to Dara. He'll uh, sit up and touch his face. Feet like noticeably, it doesn't hurt anymore because touching before, I'm sure, it was honestly kind of gross. But uh, it doesn't hurt anymore, and he'll just nod, um, not saying much, knowing that he is pretty disfigured now, but happy that it's not in pain and he can see out of his face. Was there a mirror in this bathroom? I don't want to go in there. (laughs) Dara does not care to see what his face looks like. He felt it. He knows it is bad. He felt it when uh, it was He doesn't want to see it, but he can definitely feel that it's it's not not gonna have to face it sooner or later. Uh, I suppose, but it, it is not important now. We have things to do. I can check Vanity once we are safe. Yeah. So once again, I will thoroughly thank Juwan for everything he's done to help us. And we will... Um... Where do we want to go? Oh, actually. We believe the next Out! time we return, <laughs> we should be bringing you all with us. We are close. We've made it within sight of the end, and regardless of injuries, heroically we will persevere. And uh, Trant just kind of looks down at the halfling next to her. She's like, I notice you're not injured. He's like, I was not. It was fortunate. (sighs) That door was quite fortunate, wasn't it? He just kind of looks at you and looks back at Trant <laughs> and looks back at Mel. We should go. <laughs> I'm simply poking fun at me, Stos. We did tell you that we did not expect you to risk your life. Yes, quite. I let us go. He seems at a loss for a way to salvage this situation. So... I guess... Is it time-based to... to prep spells, or is it just once a day? It's once it's a time... day. It's both, actually. It takes an hour yeah. once a day. You can leave empty slots. You don't have to fill every slot you have. So, yeah. uh, right now, because you've leveled up, actually, if you... I don't know if this is how it would work, but if you want... No, nah, you need to rest to get your extra spell slots back. Yeah, it's once per day, so you wouldn't be able to get your second level spells until the next time you rest. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get second level spells either. How does he not? Not a three. Yeah, well, he gets whatever new spells he gets. Yeah. But yeah, so you can, uh, you have, like, your allowed slots once you have rested, and then you can choose to make those empty instead of choosing a spell for them if you don't know what you need for the day because of, uh, like, prepping. And then once you know what you need, like if we get ready to go somewhere and it's like, oh yeah, we're fighting a certain type of monster, then you can take uh, a few minutes to actually get your spells ready. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes to fill a slot. So you can leave blanks that you can fill on the later occasion as a prep caster. Yeah. Up to half your slots, and then Up it takes half. an hour. Yeah. Alright. So where do you guys want to go? Form the Provincial Nuggets. And I will take the 12 thing. Eight. Yeah. To return the key. I know it's weird. It's actually what? like super close geographically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right there. I am going to t- 
take the ring off and stick it in my pocket before we walk in. Yeah, probably a good idea. So you head back over to the far library, passing the dead Gishfits and the burnt extension that you had accidentally sent to flame with your alchemical fire trying to deal with the Guardian Scroll. And as you approach, you slip the ring of protection off your finger and put it in your pocket. Uh, the Envoy Ring. Oh, the Envoy Ring. You're going to hide the Envoy Ring and put it in your pocket? Realizing that it's probably more valuable than whatever else this Factor 12 had. Hey. He said a ring was taken. We found a ring. I don't know if it's this ring, but I'm hiding it anyway. <laughs> he doesn't have access protection. to the ring of protection right now, so he can't hide it. Oh, Shemmy has access to the ring of protection, right. Okay, I thought you had both. Never mind. No, when I said I was taking the envoy ring, Shenmue asked for the protection. Yeah. All right. So you approach, and Factor 12 welcomes you back. And once again... Asks if you are here to make a withdrawal or investigate a requested item in the attached reading room. I am here to make a withdrawal, and before I do, I would like to return this key. Certainly. And in fact, he reaches down and takes the key and turns back to one of the lockers to open it and put it away. Like, with this return, your group may now rent any item again from our relinquery. What is it you desire? Or would you like a catalog of current artifacts? Well, if no one would object to it, I would like to get my hands on the magical breastplate. Well, by all means. Go for it, man. And I will um, pull Baylor to the side, and I will mention to Baylor quietly, if we were to happen to find a certain ring do you believe we could take more than one item I don't want to steal from him but there are apparently valuable things here he said the rat stole a ring and something else that I don't remember if we got them both back the number we're supposed to be able to take out is two but if we found two return to both to up the number of items we could take to two it'd still be a net loss wouldn't it let me ask him another question so I will step away from Baylor and what was his first part of his name again it's factor 12 factor 12 uh, speaking to factor 12 I will say if we were able to find the stolen items you told us about, would we all be permitted to rent items from the gallery, right? Or just inventory? If my storage was restored to its previous state, I would allow you to rent two items from the real inquiry, as was the previous protocol. All parties would be able to rent two items at once or inspect them in the attached reading room. And your definition of all parties is our group. Correct. Or each Unfortunately, of us. I do not currently have the supplies to supply uh, to provide each individual visitor with his own rentals. Understandable. 
Well then for now, I believe we would like to see the breastplate. Of course. And he opens one of the lockers and uh, pulls out another breastplate that, while clearly ancient, still appears to be in a completely pristine condition as if the day it was made. It's emblazoned across the chest with an ancient, ancient Talden signal that, uh, that I'm sure you would recognize as the sigil of the first army of exploration. Back from near the founding of Taldor as a, an original country. And as it uh, drags his breastplate that is larger than it is out onto the nearby tables, it lays it down and repeats again. This breastplate possesses a simple first-level enchantment to protect the wearer. It was created for the general of the First Army of Exploration as he set out to map the southern Kadiran lands. What was the nature of the stolen items again? The rodent took from my storages a ring and a wand. And what abilities did these items have, do you recall? The ring possessed a simple enchantment similar to the breastplate that would protect its bearer from harm. The wand was a wand with a, a wand of shocking grasp possessed by one of the ancient archmages of the Kitharodian Academy. It is unclear what its purpose was for. And Miso says, would it not be shocking people? And Vaitov uh, cries, of course. But such a powerful wizard would have little use of such a simple wand, as his own magic would be much stronger. I believe that will be the end of our business with Factor 12. And I will simply pick up the breastplate and uh, walk out of the room. As you go to the rest of the party, he says, Thank you for your visit. If I may be of any further assistance, please ask. Thank you, Factor 12. Goes back to floating just kind of in the center of the room. Just awaiting as Amisto still kind of backs away. Just sort of a little uncertain on the strange floating robot. So Did did you want that wand, Shenmue? No, I don't. I can't think of any. I mean, isn't it a tuttle anyway? It's a touch bilious. So That's why the rat was trying to hit you with the wand. <laughs> I was gonna say I've never seen a wand where you got like. I was like swinging people. the wand and you trying to whack you. No, I don't really. I don't really want the wand. No. Are we breaking again? No. Oh, I was. Well, Discord's having some special issues today, but uh, it was. Oh yeah. So, uh, I'll take a couple minutes to change into the appropriate breastplate. And uh, as you switch out, you put this new uh, enchanted breastplate on, replacing your half-melted uh, with your, I imagine, your own family sigil on it from before. Yeah. That's a fairly large bulk of slag at this point. 
it's not gonna easily fit in the backpack. Are you still gonna carry the breastplate around or just leave it in the library? I'm gonna keep it just because it has more value to me than money. That's what I figured. It's just that doesn't. I guess you have a deer fighter. You got a decent amount of strength. Doesn't encumber you to have two breastplates. My light load is a hundred something pounds. Yeah, like he's just slinging it over your back. You're like, right, I'm carrying this. I'm not getting rid of this. Take some of that rope, tie it to your back. I'm gonna go out yeah, literally. and assume that you can't. I can't load my sword with a wand. <laughs> There's a Magus Arcana you have to take to do. Yeah, that. it's either an archetype or it's a Magus Arcana. Is what it is. There's definitely a skill you can learn that will. Oh wow, that's wild. Spells into your sword. Well, there's weapon wand. That up and it's a thing. Okay. Uh, well, that's one of the coolest the wand inside your sword. Yeah, but and you can still can... use the wand through your sword. But not with like spell strike and stuff, unless that's you true. have this ability. Gotcha. Yeah, it's two things added together. That's really cool. Put the wand in your sword, you get that ability, then you whack him with shock and grasp in your sword. Yeah, it's called Wand Wielder. Is the one I'm thinking of. Anyone else thinking of something else? There's a uh, there's a there's a magister kind of called Wand Wielder that lets you use the wand for spell combat. That's crazy. So you swing with the sword and swing with the wand, <laughs> doing spell combat. I don't think there's any, ever anything that lets you spell strike with it, unless you know about something I don't. Hmm. Uh, I forget. It's been a while since I played a Magus. Yeah, there's definitely one that lets you spell combat with it, though, but it's a. You take a whole Magus Arcana just to spell combat with a CL1 shocking grass. Right, mode. exactly. It's not really worth the investment. So, are we going back to the auditorium? Yeah, just finished checking this out. Uh, I'm sure you already added it, but that is plus one to my AC squid. Yep. In case you've got a little page i definitely have a little page yeah. <laughs> absolutely um i haven't updated your saves on it yet but did anybody else's ac change for whatever reason mine went up one your your ac went up one yeah because yeah because he took the ring oh right the ring you're right you right okay so as you make your way back around to the auditorium uh, discussing whatever it may be about various Magus Arcanas and the ability to wield a wand. Uh, this is a fairly good place for us to break real quick, Lake. Yee. Right on time. Alright, so now we're all back. Let us continue here. Uh, Baylor tried to identify the cape you got from the hips and rolled it too. So... Inori! <laughs> so, the usual. It's your turn to try to identify the cape you got from Mimips. You rolled a four. Maybe oh he's both God. really suck at identifying stuff. I feel like yeah. now, ever since he threw his bad juju on me, I've been rolling. <laughs> Baylor touched it. It's going to remain a mystery forever. I'm sorry. That's just how it has to be. So neither of you still have any idea what this cape is you got from Minips. I have a perfect idea of what it is. Somebody should try it You on. have an idea of what the cape is you got for Mimips. I'm tempted to put a Rankin's Fallcraft next level. Just so we can all throw one at it. You can't like... cast Detect Magic. Yeah, you have to be able to cast Detect Magic. Oh, that's right. And it takes yeah, it takes you three rounds to full determination to use it. You have to have it in your I'll hands. Put one, cast I'll put one. Rounds, make a spellcraft. 
I'll put one in Spellcraft, and I'll put one in Use Magic Device, and someone write me a scroll of Detect Magic every day. To be fair, again, go back to Knowledge Arcana once again there, Baylor. We'll do the thing you know, which is to have a complete inability to actually identify the magical auras of items, but have an encyclopedic knowledge of them as if there was some repository. I, I'm pretty sure I did this before, and I got like a 26 or something. Did you? Because yeah. with, a, with a cloak that has a faint aura of abjur abjuration on it like that, you can't dissect the magical aura well enough to know for sure, but you're pretty sure it's a cloak of resistance. Uh-huh. It would be the most logical thing that I'm sort of able to find to get his hands on. Uh, they're extremely common. They radiate that exact kind of aura, and even if you don't have the, apparently, the knowledge to figure out how to uh, actually read the magic yourself... You know cloaks of resistance are a thing, and there's a decently good chance that's what it is. Somebody should probably put that on. It would probably go good on me. Guy who gets confused and hits his allies. That is true. Fails every will save the character probably should put the cloak of resistance on. Hey, but I stopped you from hitting more people by making you fail a save. That is Damn. true. You can't counterfail the backup save if he has the cloak of resistance. The goal is to fail either zero saves or two saves. That's when you fail one save, everyone has a really bad time. What do you guys think? I'd be fine with you taking it, honestly. I thought we didn't know what it was. No, we don't. We don't but it's, but nice. if it's magical. We should at least wear it. They're not curses. He got it from a lizard man. I'm wearing it. I'm putting it we on. We got all these potions we've been drinking from Lizard Man, and they've been wondrously helpful. Fair, I suppose. Can't disagree. I gotta figure out where the hell to put it on this sheet. Do I just add uh, one to my saves? Beside oh. your saves, you hit the little gear and just put it under miscellaneous. No, wait, why? No, there's resistance. It... Why not put there's it in gear? Not... I'm sure, because, like, chain shirt and stuff comes up in gear when you're added to that. Yeah, but that's AC items. There's not No, a below that gear. Oh, I actually don't know there's a way to add resistance bonuses. Yeah, you just put it in miscellaneous, because that's the only spot. I mean, I could just... I mean, you can go... put it in gear also, because it weighs a pound, because it's it takes... Wait, yeah, you I... put it on your gear, but put the yeah, bonuses. But I, I just... thought if you, yeah, I thought if you blow up the saves in the new real twenty character sheets that you could, uh, you could put a resistance bonus in. But now there's just misc. So I guess you just put it in the misc and then put in the notes one resistance from cloak. Okay. It doesn't have it all rolled out like the other sheet did. So as you reach the auditorium here, everything is exactly as it was left. The piles of dead rats scattered around the room, which I guess I can move the swarms, because it's just piles of dead rats pretty much just all over the room. And as you approach the far door here, it's still hanging open how Nell and Amistos had left it. Is, is this hallway over here still spooky? No, actually. Yay. Nothing happens as you walk through the spooky hall. And in fact, it appears to be as normal and mundane as a hall could possibly get. I was worried about bringing people through there. 
All so right. as you enter this far room here, uh, all of you see what Nell and Amusos had seen before, which is, again, just a pair of... Uh, show me you here. Uh-oh. He was. <laughs> I was tinkering here. Okay. I was just going to drag you so you weren't just getting abandoned in the wilderness by Pinus. Uh, you find a small room with a pair of dusty couches. Uh, the two doors leading to the east and west and a hallway to the south, which you can see immediately turns back west, back towards the auditorium from whence you came. Uh, no goes first with no light. He can't, he sort of has to wander off in the darkness before someone comes up behind him. And Amir says is going to be kind of back here. He doesn't want to go down to Spooky Hill. Yeah. Hold the land. Simply, simply checking this to make sure. And as you work your way around, you see that the hallway ends relatively abruptly in a strangely angled wall at its western side. Interesting. I have no clue what this would have been used for. What is it? It appears to be nothing. It's a hall. I'm not sure if that's more or less weird. Just, it goes nowhere. Pretty much. Nothing back there. Now curious, Mistos kind of pushes past Darren in order to take a look. Just, huh. I'm gonna make a perception check. Look around. Alright, roll me perception. With a 21... Uh, you can see on your side here, on that corner to your right as you approach, there are two small round pipes, one in the ground and one in the ceiling of this relatively small hall. They look almost like hinges. I think there might be a door here or something. Uh, Misto steps up again. That would make more sense than just nothing. nothing. But why? Would this not just lead back to the auditorium? That room is massive. Surely this isn't far enough away to go anywhere else. No. Probably not. alternate entrance for some reason <clears throat> i don't know he just kind of squirrels his way back out of just sliding again through an oriandara as well i don't think it's useful but it's odd hmm. would you say that door was baylor i'll point it out to him as best i can you just point the hinges uh, near the floor and the ceiling just right here where he is or literally right over here. Uh, they're on here, like up in the top corner there, All adjacent right. to that, uh, touching that far wall. I guess I'll step over here and see if I can't mess with it. Maybe get a door to move. 
And as you walk up and press on it, it actually swings open with very little effort. Uh, opening back up into the top tier of the auditorium you just came from. Interesting. It goes right back to the auditorium. I assume this would be for performances or stage entrances or something. Yeah, a more discreet way to enter than through the main hallway. Yeah, enter behind the crowd, go out and perform, I suppose. Or couriers with messages, that sort of thing, maybe? Any of the assumptions could be correct. But for now, I believe we have an escape route to find. So, I will perform my duty as doorman and open the door. Open the door. As you open the door, you hear a sound like the crack of a whip. As you start to open it, the door flings itself the rest of the way open, and a sheet of daggers swings in from the ceiling behind it, showering the area in front of the door, uh, hitting both Nell and Baylor. So give me a brief moment to do rolling magics here. Oh, is it attacking us instead of reflex? It is actually the it's resolving attack, yeah. Uh, one okay. of the daggers slams into Baylor, and these are launched with fairly in impressive speed. And uh, Baylor, you take five damage as the dagger lodges into your arm. And Nell, standing in the doorway here, you are exposed to the brunt of this sheet of knives flying out of the door as three of them uh, manage to find their way through your armor and slam into various parts of you, dealing 21 damage total. As he opens the door and the door flings Holy itself, shit. you hear the whip crack and the knives shoot out. Nell just staggers back with three daggers protruding from cracks in his armor and almost falls back. Amistos jumps back immediately. Oh, man. Very injured and not happy with the door. I'm gonna stagger over here. I'm gonna sit down. He staggers over to the couch behind him and sits down to begin the process of extracting knives from his chest. We have other things to worry about from here on out, I suppose. Someone was trying to keep something in. Apparently so. They did a it's damn like the good job. the direction a trap should be facing. Wait a moment. And, uh... He walks up towards the doorway again. Careful not to walk in front of the door and just kind of holds his lamp up towards the doorframe and starts just sort of looking up, uh, trying to peer into the area between the doors here. Do you see something? 
I... I recognize that. Okay. That's a, a fairly unique sort of setup. I think someone's come looking for us. Looking for us? Well, me, but for once, perhaps it's my turn to help. Why would they be looking for you? I have friends. He looks almost offended. And your friends do this? You pick up a weird sort working as jesters and circus entertainment. What kind of people do you think join these groups? Not the homicidal kind, I would imagine. Not the homicidal kind. That wasn't meant to help us. Do you remember what was in the next room? That rat wizard was probably meant to hit him. Well, if that I bet been... they came in looking for us, ran into the rat, had to retreat, and set this trap up. I had no Ziggy's work anyway. And so I was looking back through the door frame, and this is definitely his. This Ziggy. What makes you think it's uh, his handiwork? Have you ever seen anybody else waste two dozen knives on a not fairly ineffective door trap? But I must say that's the much more deadly than I thought it would be. A rain of knives can just about kill anyone. It did seem a bit over. And he uh, very, very cautiously edges around the door frame towards this door. And, like, uh, holds the torch up out of his way and kind of leans up and puts his ear against it. Like he's listening for something. And he pulls back. And uh, steps back to the door. He's like, I don't hear anything, but... I don't know. I... I feel like freedom is near here at hand. We've only been down here for, what, 12 hours, maybe? We've been down here with sleeping uh, close to a full day, I would guess. Oh, there's, there's no way we've been a full day here. It was the evening when whatever on the surface happened brought us down here. We slept once and spent a few hours exploring the halls. It can't have been more than half a day. This thing, and he just kind of gestures towards the, the rigging of ropes so you can see that are left around the ceiling and stuff. This takes a few hours to set up. If they'd come looking, if they'd somehow known about this place and come to find me, they can't have been here that long ago. They may still be here. Well, I hope so. After that hit, we need the help. Knock on the door and see if they're on the other side. And he, he steps up and he starts very, very cautiously. He's kind of inspecting the uh, around the knob and the frame of this door, making sure that he's not going to get another huge sheet of knives when he opens it. And he looks over and steps back and back on the corner and he says, Oh, it looks like it should be fine. I don't see a tripwire. I see. Open the door. 
There you go. So Dara walks up <laughs> and uh, opens. I want to, uh, if I can, I want to try to stand at the whatever side the handle's on and try to stand against the wall and open it and yeah, make sure that, that you can stand just like and make sure no one next to you open it and push it is back. standing in the line of the door. So before I, yeah, if you guys want to move away from the other doorway. So you, uh, you push the door open here out of the way. And this door just swings open as gently and easily as any other. There doesn't appear to be anything hooked up to this door here. And as it opens, Christos just kind of barely peeks his head around the corner. And it's not a lot of light in that room and he can't see very much. Amistos, throw the lantern in. And he uh, walks up. And uh, as you say that, but he just kind of slowly creeps forward towards the room. And as he does, he kind of stops right here. It's like, it is! The gods were saved! And he steps forward into the last room. And uh, out of the door frame so that the, the rest of you can follow. And these, as, uh, as you're coming in the room here, you see two other halflings dressed fairly similarly to what Amistos is, cowering behind... Uh, sets of lockers on the northern and southern end of the room here, just like hiding, tucked as far behind them as they can. Uh, again, wearing just very similar attire. There's not much else in this room other than a uh, a few rusted swords standing on display in the southern lockers that are just hanging open, and another door that leads out on the far side, which realistically would be open. I don't know why that door is actually blocked right now, because this would definitely be open because the halflings are already here. And they are also both halflings. And as everyone uh, walks in and Daro or Baylor, one of you needs to move. As Arya walks in here, Amistos, uh, with his arms wide, says, You got to be kidding me! Sal, Ziggy, how did you find this place? And one of the halflings northern of the room just kind of reaches out uh, a little further from behind the lockers and steps out and looks over the whole group. Uh, all five of you, kind of confused. And he says, Uh, well, it did, but. Chance, really. Saw you disappear. Started rooting about. Stumbled on this staircase. Same as got a place to search as any. Seems like the kind of hole you'd bolt into. And, uh, Amistos puts his lamp down and, uh, walks up forwards towards the god. The, there's, it's a guy and a, a girl halfway. The top one, the man, is when it spoke. And he, uh, he walks up, kind of pats him on the shoulder. So, Ziggy, I can't say how happy I am to see you here. But could have done without the knives. And gestures back towards Nell, who is, again, just barely kind of staggering forward. Very much injured. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to curse the fuckers in Halfling. Ask him what the hell that was. He's that. The beast just kind of turns around and looks at you. Goes back to Ziggy. I did not know he spoke Halfling. Don't worry about that. He's understandably <laughs> irritated. No, here, let me introduce you. And uh, as he kind of steps towards, he points back towards Belo for like, this is Belo and Inori. I'm pointing to her at the end. And this is, I'm sorry. I'm pointing at Dara, just kind of waiting. I remember so many names all at once. It is Dara. Dara. And... Well, we can deal with names once we get this one somewhere relatively safe. 
And he uh, moves back to where he left his lamp, lamp on the ground and uh, picks it back up. And he says, it's rather fortunate. I don't know if I would have been here without this group. Martella's lot, I believe. I would say not. Or, no, yes. I, I was thinking about the bitch, the, the strong bitch who fought us. Not me. No, that was France. Martella is the... Yeah. Uh, Martella's yeah, the not no, Martella is the one we're working for, yes. Yeah, Martella's yes. the one you are actually working for, yes. Yeah, we are Martella's group. Um, you wouldn't happen to know anything about her and her whereabouts, would you? And the uh, Ziggy just kind of stares at you, almost confused. And Sal on the bottom turns to looks at Mel and just shakes her head a bit and says, No. No idea what happened. Just came looking for Amistos. Oh, coincidence, though. My tell friends. Yeah, What's the situation outside? Oh. Complicated. Complicated at best. No one really knows what was happening, but... And she uh, points up towards the door of the northern end. The stairs are right there. Lead back up to the Senate Hall, which is safe enough for now. And uh, she steps out and uh, just kind of points back to Nell. And hopefully we can find someone for him soon enough. Mm, yes, indeed. And she kind of tilts her head, looking at Nell, and then turns to Amistos and says, He looks fairly injured. And uh, Amistos just kind of nods and shrugs a bit and says, He is, but he'll, he'll be fine. I'm sure he's, he's taken worse. Rats. Mm. I'm assuming that's what you guys set that for, was for that rat. And uh, Ziggy steps up from the wall too and says, I, that magic rat in the next room, did you deal with him? That we did. With, yes. And he also turns and looks at Amistos, like almost kind of bewildered. And Amistos uh, puts the lamp down again and puts his hands up and just shakes his head a bit. He says, it's fine. I promise you, that's been dealt with. The situation now, we're all here, where we need to be, everything's good, right? And Sal just kind of looks at him and shrugs, says, I, I suppose. Misa says, right, then go, and draws his rapier. God damn, I sensed that. I sensed it! Roll me some initiative. <sighs> I was about to roll a fucking sense motive. I swear I was just about to say something. I'm not even messing around. So as uh, Amistos draws his rapier, the other two halflings reach for theirs as well. And uh, Sal says, I can't believe we're this lucky. They wandered right into us. But Inori, you react first. Uh, 
they are clearly in, intending on killing us, right? They're absolutely intending on attacking you. Okay. Amistos has rapier in hand, the other two are reaching for this. I'm pretty sure spell combat is a full round action, so I can't like move and do that. Yeah, because it's the same as a yeah. full attack. Okay. Uh I am going to buff my sword to the magical plus one, and I'm going in. That puts it to plus two now. Yeah, because it's plus one by default. So it's plus two? It goes up by level? Really? Yep. Well, because, yeah, your black weapon awakens just becomes a plus one weapon at level three. You can put plus one on it, and now it's a plus two weapon. It's passively a plus one rapier, longsword, whatever the fuck weapon you use. Just it's naturally plus one now. Yeah, so I see what he's saying. Okay. And uh, as you buff it, the magic runs down the blade. You hear the voice in your head again. I thought you would have known better. You never trust the halflings. Oh my god. Right as she's about to do shit, this motherfucker starts talking again. <laughs> okay. I'm going in and hustling. Supposed to be one higher. That's pretty fucking spicy. I don't think that really necessarily needs to be one higher. I think you're pretty good with that crit threat right there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to confirm that. You're gonna have to confirm that. Against flat-footed, even. Yeah, confirming against flat-footed <laughs> on rogues. It's a good time. Uh, 16 might confirm on their flat footed. It actually does. Oh, That's a crit. So you step forward, ignite your sword with magic, and just bring it down on Sal as she reaches for a rapier. How am I going to do crit damage with these macros? Just hit it twice. Do it just twice. roll it twice. Yeah, just roll two times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this crit's time still. Eight damage and eleven damage. Nineteen damage swing immediately. You step forward, buff your sword with magic, and just bring it down and literally cut Sal down as she even reaches for his sword. In a flash of magic and speed, Noe just steps forward and obliterates one of these halflings. Like Ayajutsu quick draw style just destroys this halfling. <laughs> before they get to do anything. Ziggy is that fairly so bewildered at this point. Is gonna turn to Mesos and say, the wizard first, not that one. And uh, pull his rapier as he moves down. And uh, he's actually gonna move down this way. So he provokes from Inori. Because he can't not provoke from Minori. So you get one free swing as he goes. Okay. He's done fucked up. He's running through there. 
Well, actually, let me see. What's his acrobatics? Does he try to act? No, he's not going to try to acrobatics. He's just going to okay. kind of pull his rapier out as he goes and just kind of try to deflect your blow, but try and get behind Baylor. Oh. Uh, 22 hits him. Can I take an immediate action if I'm still flat-footed? No. Okay. Welcome to the lender. Uh, max damage! <laughs> You're Ziggy for 12 as he runs by. Same as, swing. Cleave through the one into the other. Yeah, as, uh, as that's the, yeah, you just spin all the way around and catch him as, as you're still going. And as he moves over, he uh, holds up his rapier and waits for a moment. Now, like, you're flat-footed. He's just going to swing. He doesn't need to be flanking. He's already got sneak attack. He's just going to fling at Baylor. He's going to stab his rapier towards Baylor as he gets there. All right, so as he swings, he hits Baylor, And you take 17 damage. Familiar with rogues and how they do rogue things. Which, uh, Baylor goes down immediately. And Ziggy, as he stumbles over, swings with his rapier, sticks it through Baylor as he turns to react and reaches out with his other hand and uh, pulls the spell book off of his belt and then holds it up and looks at me and says, I got it! Oh, he's dead. Okay. Dara. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to five foot and then uh, shoot twice. Once at each of them. Okay. So let me move that. Um, so yeah, it should just be this one. It should have the right modifier. Attack. So you shoot one bolt. Who's that first? The first one is the bottom guy. Okay, so you shoot one and a bolt sticks into Ziggy. And it'll be and that then... damage. Alright. And you hit Ziggy for two as the bolt just wings him as he... Uh... Pulls the rapier out of Bolo with the spellbook in his other hand. And he's like, one shot at Amistus. You don't have to call him. Wait. How do you shoot twice? Overwatch style is readying actions. No, I know. Uh, th that just has the right modifier on it. I didn't make a third. I have uh, seven macro buttons already. I haven't made any more yet. Oh, okay. It's the same modifier because they take shooting twice is still negative two uh, with um, rapid fire. So as, and so is uh, Overwatch. They both of them give me negative twos to shoot. Oh, okay, fair enough. So yeah, it's just the same one. I, I need so to make another regular, one. That's just a rapid fire. Oh, you're fine. No, you're fine. I just thought I was confused. If yeah. you're just rapid firing, that's fine. So you shoot one enemy stuff. And with oh no, nineteen. All right. I'm pretty sure it's crit threat and on crossbows. I don't know why you don't have your crit range set to nineteens. Fuck. Um, I'm not sure. I think it might just be for the macro. Because, uh, again, I'm trying to make all of these macros. That confirms, because he's still flat-footed. And Mises hasn't gone yet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you... Need one more? 
A five and then an a four and then an eight. So you hit Emisto's for fourteen. As you uh, just wing Ziggy with one bolt and send one directly into Emisto's chest. And uh, Emistos is going to five foot step over, draw with his rapier in hand, and turn to Ziggy. The smoke pellets, idiot! He's clearly got a crossbow! And uh, stab at Mel before he gets the chance to react. And he is going to hit Nell. For one base damage and four sneak attacks. So as he stabs Nell, Nell goes down as well. And uh, as uh, he stabs Nell as he moves towards Dara, Ziggy just calls out, I thought you said the wizards first! Just, I changed my mind! Work with the situation! Adapt! Anori. Ugh. I totally forgot to have you make your death save, Baylor. Come on, roll me a d20 real quick, Lake. I need to roll one as well, I believe. Uh, on your initiative. Okay. All right. 15, Baylor, you got one success. Wait, my initiative was after uh, Amistos. Oh, it was after Amistos. I'm stupid. I skipped yours too. I'm just so not even thinking. Yeah, make your death save. <laughs> The six, you have one failure. Oh Anori. Okay. Um, going over to this one in the corner here. And bringing down the Black Blade. As you approach, she turns to face you, raising her, uh, raising his rapier. Cause like he ra turns raising his rapier and just dropping the spellbook to the floor. Hoping to not get immediately murdered. A 17 to hit. You bring it down, and he just barely parries it to the side, and it glances off of his leather armor. Damn it. And, uh... Ziggy is going to five-foot step here. Five-foot limp, almost over, uh, clutching her side with her free hand as she just kind of weakly strikes back at Inori, almost just trying to, uh bat you back as much as do damage, and you have very easily parry that blow away. Uh, Baylor, make another death save. I got two successes. Dara, as Ziggy limps over, she calls back to me and says, what do we do? We can't let them die! And then says, we can't let us die! Deal with that first! I have a step. And I will take uh, one shot. Er, yeah, I'm gonna just do one just shot at him. Shooting, you can. Ziggy is Ziggy is just barely alive. Ziggy is just like waving. It makes those okay. actually looks like he's still okay. Okay, then yeah. Uh, if he's looking real hurt, then I'll shoot at Ziggy. Uh, 22 tags him. And... 
thing. With eight damage, that second crossbow hits Ziggy with a just a soft grunt. Ziggy spins and hits the ground. And Amistos looks back towards Dara. I can't let me die. And he kind of looks at you, back towards Zanari, and looks at you. Shit. And five footsteps, and tries to take a swing at Dara. Now this fucker's got balls. And, uh, as he swings, kind of clearly shaken and worried, you turn, watch more a trained soldier, and his, uh, couple swings with the rapier just scratched across your armor. No, dead save. That's one success. Fire. Inari. Okay. On up to Amistos and gripping her sword with two hands, going to attempt to end this in the most brutal fashion possible. Hit Amistos. It does! You bring your sword down on Amistos as he's just not fast enough to get out of the way. Oh boy. <clears throat> no math needed for macros. Just click the kill button. Bang. And with. 13 damage. Uh, you bring your sword down across Amistos' torso. And he just kind of staggers backwards a bit. And uh, coughs and some blood shoots out. He drops his rapier. And it says, okay! Hold on! Wait a second! Baylor, <laughs> let me a death save. Ah. Well, you got two successes, but that's one failure. That was going right for 12. (laughs) That was Uh almost there. Dara. uh, Before I take my turn, I thoroughly enjoyed that even his macros are screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Power attack! Have you not watched a Shenmue 36 video in your life? Because you need to. I I do need to. There's Um, a story behind that. hmm. I'm. Dara has lost interest in dealing with him any longer. So he's just going to shoot at him. Okay. Just... Oh boy. He's been, like, progressively more annoying, and Dara, like, didn't like him to begin with, because he doesn't like people that act like him anyway. And now he's just treacherous, too. It's just not good character traits. He doesn't need this around. Shoot him. 18 hits him. You raise, uh, you raise Ziggity's barb and just uncaring, like, just what do you do? He's got one HP. 
Uh, he'll just raise it and look down at him. Coward. And just fire. You fire, and the bolt just uh, thuds into the side of Amistos' head, and he just sinks down to the floor. No, make me a dead save. Don't. Roll. A one? That's the opposite <laughs> of a one! Thanks! Hot! Alright, so when you roll a 20 with our new hot and spicy death rolls, remind myself what I did with this, because I'm pretty sure it's... Stand up with are, one HP. Yeah, you are actually... You get one HP back. Yeah. You are... Did we go with standing? Uh, I didn't know oh, if it's standing. One HP I knew... standing. Yep. Hmm. You just do sheer... Probably the halfling-based hate. Open your eyes and roll and stagger up to your feet with one HP left. I am fucking pissed at Sheer this. God rage damn. Pulls you off the ground. Inori. I'm just gonna puzzledly look at Dara like, fight was over, man. What'd you, what'd you kill him for? Uh, Bill, I make another save. Come on. We're in don't roll a one town. Not a one. 16, you're stable. All right. <clears throat> so you're just prone at zero now. That's right, so now I can take away initiative. I need initiative for death save reasons. Yeah, but, uh, possibly dying. Yeah, now we're good. Because nobody wanted to come over and heel check me. <laughs> you can't stay less with a heel check. So uh, you got... So it already says that. If I was over, what are you doing? Dara is just going to kneel down and look to see if there's any potions on him. I already did not like it to begin with, and this was just pathetic to see, truly. As you just kind of shuffle through Amistos' pockets, Eleanor replies, Hey, I don't give a shit what you like. There's a way we do things. We're not them savages upstairs just murdering people. <laughs> you may not be, but this is how I do things. I have seen much worse than him, and I have dealt with much worse than him. This is hardly the worst he could have had. Well, same, man. It's not like I haven't seen the worst worst. But as I said, so now that I'm the fight was over. And I... Well, I'm going to take inventory of what happened, just kind of looking around. And I'm going to say... So that halfling's on the ground and Baylor unconscious, and you're yeah. barely up. I'm going to say whatever Dara did while I was out, Amistos deserved it. I'm not, I'm not debating that fact. He did deserve it, but there's a way to do things. And I'm, I need to check on Baylor. Holy shit. <laughs> so, as you look through Amistos' uh, bags, you find under his cloak a small belt of vials of various poisons, uh, as well as a pair of daggers. Uh, pulling up his sleeves, he has another dagger loaded into a wrist sheath mounted on his forearm, as well as a small, one of his small, simple-looking rings has a, the top face is a false and flips open to reveal a tiny compartment inside with nothing in it. He has his rapier, a set on the other side of his belt of very finely crafted lock-picking tools, and a small satchel with seven gold. And most interestingly of all is what appears to be a silver holy symbol of a deity you don't recognize. 
I'll uh, I'll take the gold. Um, I don't imagine I could actually take the uh, under sleeve um, nice sheath because just because his arm is so much smaller than mine. Like uh, I'd, have, I'd have probably have to go get one that fits a I human mean, as arm. As small as he is, like I would think, the difference of size between a medium sized character and a small sized character, the diameter of your forearm isn't that dramatically different. So you could probably just adjust the straps on it to wear it. I wouldn't say you could wear a wrist sheath of any size as long as it's not like for a cyclops or Giant. something. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. I mean, yeah. Even a that. medium size, people are going to have different sized arms. It's probably yeah. adjustable. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, wrist, a wrist sheath. I already loaded with the dagger. I okay. remember Baylor talking about having that scroll for Breath of Life. I don't know if it's within that timeline. I mean, I ran over here after the. I don't know how long. It's ago. literally within one round of dying. Oh, it's and, like uh, six seconds. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's immediate. to use it on someone who's that's on someone who's dead. dead. Yeah, it's still a heal. Otherwise, I'm just gonna look him over him, real quick. Yeah, looking at him out of combat now, you can tell that uh, Biller's just unconscious. He's still breathing. Okay. Uh, he's injured because that uh, that stab Ziggy gave him was very well aimed. They clearly were fairly trained, but uh, he's alive. Okay. Um, and I'm I gonna try take the... to use it, but it's. I don't. I can't guarantee it'll work. Healing. It's like a DC twenty-six yes. use magic device. Pretty high. Pretty high. <laughs> I don't think you can actually. Like I, I don't think it's within the means of your. Skills I, yeah, I literally don't think you can roll it. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, it's not six at least. second edition yet. There's no critting on uh, skills. Yeah, not yet. I mean, are you RP? Telling Anori she can't do something? Is that what's happening? Or <laughs> I mean, I I think just... Anorian character would, as a Magus, know that a scroll like that is way beyond what she can do. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she wouldn't try. I mean, if you're you gonna RP try. Try and tell her she can't do it, she's gonna fucking try, I'm sure. Yeah. Wait, there's three cure light wound scrolls on me. That's uh, only DC 21. <laughs> you can make that, technically. I don't know. Uh, just like out of character, speaking about our relative skill levels, none of us are anywhere close to knowing, like comprehending that type of shit. So, yeah. Or use magic wow. device. Yeah, I do not use magic device as well. Uh, mine's a fourteen out of character. <laughs> In character, what are we doing? <laughs> does anybody have but any? Yeah, it doesn't matter right now. I'm unconscious. Any of these, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll have... him. I'm gonna take the the sheath and his gold, and then I'll go over to the other bodies looking for any potions. All and I'll leave all the poison and stuff on him. Yeah, shuffling through the bodies of the other two halflings, you find a few things. Uh, each of them appears to have three. One second, there we go. Each of them appears to have three bottles of potions on them in addition to their rapiers and one dagger in their belt and you find a small pouch with about eight gold each and one of them also has a note so three potions each eight gold each uh fairly finely made small thumbtacks rapiers <laughs> and a note on one of them I'm going to go ahead and perception the potions. 
Do they look similar to each other? Uh, you can't really tell. The bottles are like dark, really simple little leather satchels almost, like flasks. Um, but as you open them up and smell them and take just a little taste to try and figure it out, you identify that four of them are cure light wounds. And then give me another one. And the other two are gaseous form. All right. I'm going to go on ahead and um, I'm going to take two of the potions. I'm going to uh, leave the other two there because my first priority is getting everybody not on the ground. So I'm going to come over here with one of them and I'm, I'm going to pour it down his throat. So, Baylor, roll that D8 plus one. Get damn hot health back. You get three health back. And at a three HP, <coughs> you <coughs> wake up on the floor. Back to technically alive. Anyone get the number of that carriage? <laughs> so, I'm going to hand you him the potion. And I point to the dead bodies. So, Baylor, you have another potion in your hands, and I'm going to uh, go back over here. Also, no, I don't know if you'd carry. You'd find two more strange holy symbols. Each halfling would have a holy symbol. You don't recognize that or not. Religion check. Um, I can't do that. So I didn't think you had it. Yeah. So I guess I'll go. What are we looking and... at? Holy symbols. Can you tell what they are? I assume so, yes. Oh, the 25 on knowledge religion as Baylor wakes up and uh, Nell takes another one of those potions and he looks at this uh, holy symbol they had. He turned over because you're not actually positive first. It almost doesn't even look like a symbol. It looks like a letter opener, like a small silver dagger with a hole drilled through the center of the blade. But you recognize it. It's just odd that you would find it here. It's a symbol of Thamir Gix, the lesser halfling god of opportunity, as they would say. A god of greed and thievery, as everyone else would. Uh, he is, by some claims, an underling of Norgorber, uh, by others an associate, and by even yet more... Just a divine hopeful vying for the throne. Yeah, that's the halfling god of assholes. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm. It does not surprise me. They were certainly assholes. There was a note there. What's uh, what's the note all about? I'm not sure. Oh, uh, uh, Baylor, you should probably drink that second potion. I'll uh, I'm gonna strap the. Sheathon, take the dagger out uh, and let someone see it. Just check it if it's magical, I doubt it. And then take the, the silver one that I have and put that in its place in my sleeve. I'm going to quick detect magic to determine none of the Havling's gear is magical. Uh, yeah. Though Nell's eye can tell you pretty easily that all three of their rapiers are fairly masterwork quality. They're very well made. Yeah. But and then, small uh, and fundamentally useless. I'll take, uh, you said Amistos had seven gold and the other two had eight, right? Yes. 
Okay, and then I'll, I'll hold all three of those bags out to uh, anyone that wants to take them. If they want to, like, hold it in a bag. You want uh, me to put it on the party loot sheet? I mean, put yes, it on the that, party loot. But I'm saying, like, Dar's showing, he's like, he's not caring to just take the bags for himself. He's just holding the bags up for anyone, though, if they wanted the gold. And then uh, I'll check and read the note. I'll just carry it like everything else. <laughs> yeah, just trap it to the big guy. I'm going to pull out one of the Cure Light Wound scrolls and try to use it. Go for it. Uh, 21, you use it. That's exactly oh, nice. what you needed. That was a ride. You take a moment to cast read uh, magic. Actually, I guess you already deciphered it. You don't decipher it. And you pull out the scroll and take a minute to try to focus. And you get nine health for your efforts. That's a pretty good nice. score right there. Meanwhile, Dara opens the small little folded parchment note they found in one of the bags. It seems to be a simple set of orders. Team two, keep watch over Martella's stooges while we dispatch her ladyship. They seem useless, but our contact specifies limiting Lothied and anyone she's working with. If they're particularly noteworthy, say a senator or a noble, keep them alive and we'll interrogate them along with Lothied. Have a Mistos bring any such targets to the dignified repository. Signed, the Fantabulous Killer of the Brotherhood of Silence. No! I don't believe it! I don't believe it! Why? Still trusting halflings? What the fuck? Just stop. Are you, are you trying to you trying to talk to me again, Sword? Because I'm I actually liked the Fenty of this. She was very nice magician lady. He's saying this or telepathically responding? Telepathically. The sword just... Okay. You hear nothing <laughs> back. It's like, he's yelling at your sword out of nowhere. No, uh, does this specify? You hear nothing back from the sword. I wasn't awake when they mentioned smoke pellets, was I? No. Okay. They didn't have any smoke pellets on them, though. Okay. The really concerning part about this letter is definitely Team 2. Measures of team one. Yep, hearing that, I'm gonna drink the other potion. Cause we got work to do. We got four more health. I mean it's no coincidence, right? Fantabulous guys. Come on. Are we are we all on the same page here what we're thinking? Yeah. Perhaps. Absolutely. I mean I'm pretty and sure that. I never actually met her, so no, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm <laughs> Well, well, Silka. That's who we actually never met with Silka. She was a really nice, kind magician that was very nice to me when everybody else at this party was being assholes. And I got to tell you, as a bounty hunter, I didn't say a damn thing. And that's really scary. Because if she is a cold killer, she's damn good at it. I mean, how many people are running around using the name Fantabulous? That's Doesn't point. seem like a common thing. I'm gonna check the halflings real quick and make sure that they're not just knocked out. Uh, they are very much dead. Okay. I'm pretty sure Don put gonna, a um, bolt in that dude's head, so he's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start dragging the bodies. I want to move yeah. them all over to the corner, just because we're going to be bringing uh, people that are going to be screaming if they see them. What they're about here. bring them over in that secret hallway? Oh yeah, that's a way better, way better idea. 
Uh, so yeah, I'm going to just start dragging them over there. Because I imagine they're halflings. They're not that hard to move. Like half as hard as a person. Exactly. So you start bringing the halflings out uh, into that little hall. And I'll drag them in a second. I'm just trying to do something. Okay. Dang, it's not working. Girl 20 so laggy! There's a whole lot on it. Yeah, the journal's just so big. It's hard for me to do anything. Uh, so you drag the bodies of Sal, Ziggy, and Demistos into that back hall. Uh, that's small little path so that the nobles won't have to pass through. Because uh, it could be especially upsetting for them seeing Amistos, seeing as they thought that that was someone that was on your team. <laughs> Realizing that everything is not as simple as they had wanted to believe could be quickly concerning. That anyway. done, the room does not appear to have anything else particularly useful in it. I believe we should get back. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want to be a racist, but halflings, right? <sighs> right? Like, it's, it's it's hard to ignore at this point. And Dar's going to wave a hand and start walking out the door. Do we so, not want to make sure this actually goes where they said it did? The only it... way out. We have no other option. It's time to get everyone in, just leave. We should definitely check where we... I mean... Yeah, there could be more in the way. We don't know that we want to bring them yet. Yes, you are right. You turn back around and now with one less source of light. I'm going to pick up his lantern. Because I can just strap that to like my belt or something, right? Yeah, I'll say why not. Yeah, so I'll go over here. I'll pick up that lantern. Smart. Smart. Let me give you lantern light. There you go. And you just kind of hook it onto your belt. I'll lock with you. And you see that these two doorways are connected by only a simple narrow hall leading north to a blank passageway and a staircase leading upwards. I don't trust the halflings. I've already been hit with one trap. I'm just going to kind of examine the area right right in front of me. And you look around in the room, the door's already open, just looking for any sort of a trip wire or anything the halflings may have laid, and you see nothing. All right. I will step out to the top of the stairs and say back that it looks to clear. As everyone else follows, you all see this staircase uh, climbing upwards to what appears to be a large, open, almost pair of cellar doors. Well, they're, clo- they're closed at the moment, but a pair of cellar doors with handles on this side. I do believe this is the way out. We peek through. See the situation outside, wherever this is. As you raise it, it opens up into the proper basement of the Senate, uh, an area of storage 
files, folders dating back centuries, uh, closets of supplies. And you can see as you peek out that this used to just be a section simply in the middle of the floor as the plaster and cement around the door here has been chipped and broken away very much recently to allow access. But this area, you recognize as part of the Senate building proper. This leads back up into the hall. Well, we're out. Where do we go from here when we leave? Are there any happenings uh, in our safe room? I think no, everyone was human. They're all human now. Okay. We were told where to go by um, Martella. She was cut off. No, she said the first part of the name. The last thing he heard was Dignif. And then it cut out. Yeah, Digna something is what I typed down. The Seven. note mentions the dignified, dignified repository. repository. Yeah, now we're talking. That does seem to be a lead. If Martella started to say Digna before she was cut off, and this letter tells them to bring us to the Dignified Repository. It seems likely that that's where they'll be keeping Martella. They probably have taken over the place. So for now... Do we need to see... There's two safe places. It, it is safe to assume she's been captured, but for now, for right now, there are two safe places. We can go back to my estate, which it's a private estate. It will have general protection. It, it won't be perfect, but at least I can trust my family. Or we can try to wait down here. Because we know this is safe. Ish. We need to get them out. I believe your estate should be fine. As long as in front of us is no longer uh, blocked by anything else. Let's go back and discuss this with everyone. See if they have any options we're unaware of. Anything closer would be better. Understood. So I want to go back to the safe house? This will be our last trip one way or another. So I'm going to try something. I'm trying something in real 20. I'm not actually sure if this is going to work. I'm going to see if to save us from having to just drag around a map. It's not super relevant anymore. If I do the show to all. Dang it. You do still have to be on this scene. I was wondering if I could just go down there and. Uh, like shift Z on trance and have her face pop up on the main screen. But what I, mean, I can, can do. Bring up a little token over here. Yeah, I was just going to put a little group of tokens on this uh, main page here. So you head back to the safe room where these five people you've saved, or uh, at least you've shown a safe room, are still waiting. 
And uh, as you enter this time, Trance alone is the one in the bedroom the stairs ascend to. Uh, just kind of casually looking through the books, sitting in a chair, looking bored but anxious as she turns and hearing, obviously, you open and closing the secret door. She's already turning as you approach the stair, ascend the stairs. Well, and where's the halfling? He's dead. And I will, uh... And she looks at Hugh and Baylor. What is happening down there? I'm gonna hand her the note. And do you hand her the note you got from the... from Ziggy. And she just kind of reads through it. And she's just looking at it for a second, just kind of... almost confused. He set up an ambush for us. How? They they knew about this place. Apparently so. I wouldn't say so much that they knew about this place as they were prepared for multiple options. And she just kind of still look at the note, just shakes her head. I. Who is Martella? Martella is the person who hired us and the reason we're down here. And I'll point to the Senate badge that would still be on my clothing, I guess. Never took it off. And she just looks at you, hired you? What, what are you, bodyguards? I, you know, I don't even want to know. What's happened? What have you found? The way out. Uh, as far as I can tell. The way out? Yes. For actually... For serious, with the way yes, out. Yes, the way out. The everything's the clear. Building. And uh, at this point, of course, everyone else is just kind of starting to gravitate towards the uh, nearby halls because whenever you come back, that's literally all they have to wait for. So they're just kind of hanging around the doorways, watching, and not saying anything. But there's some noticeable excitement. So, Francis, so we can go. That's why we came back before we went farther to check. We need to know a place to take you all. My estate will be safe, but I don't know if there's anything closer. Well, I'm going to go home, obviously. That, you you're mean? not the only one we have to take out of here. I want to make sure everyone has a place we can take them. And she turns and uh, looks down at two halls and sees Zubari. <laughs> Zubari can come back with me. If not, go back to the cathedral and... And she just kind of gestures to the other three that are still kind of sticking pretty close together that you'd found on the rim together. And she says, they look well off. Surely you have homes. And uh, they kind of nod and the lady steps forward. And Lady Urbane says, uh, well, yes, of course. I imagined I was just going to head back to my own villa. Why is there something out there? We're not sure what the state is after, you know, the way we left it in. And Trant, they all kind of pause as they sort of just like it dawns on them all. There could be multiple What factions. exactly are they walking out to? And uh, Trant kind of nods and says, well, I would say we can be sure the Senate Hall is safe, but... As it was the Grand Prince himself who started that slaughter. 
At least I think. I... I'm honestly not even sure what happened up there. Is there a Church of Abadar nearby? Surely uh, there has to be something close. Zubari steps forward. Yes, the Cathedral of Quince. Well, he's a god of law. He would not allow such transgressions on his land. Regardless of what has happened at the Senatal, I can guarantee that our house of worship would be a safe haven. It is in Canal Row, other side of the city from the Senate Hill, southeast. I do believe that would not be a bad option. Does anyone else have an idea? Base of operations there to formulate a rescue mission? He just kind of shrugs. I, I cannot promise. I appreciate what you have done for me, but... Not even the clergy, but the highest of priests are given homes on site. I do not know if there is anywhere we could offer to you. That is understandable. It is a very busy place. For information, at least. They should know what's happening in the rest of the city, shouldn't they? Oh, uh, my estate's actually in Senate Hill. I just looked and made sure, so it wouldn't be far. Uh, Lord Botole speaks up, says, Oh, if it's information you're after, I'd stop by Aridin's Respite. It's a tavern I frequent up uh, just barely to the north of here. I don't know what side of this the constabulatory is going to fall on, but it's a heavily patrolled place. It's usually quite safe. It's near the edge of West Park. Can I roll to see how much I know about that place? Alright, uh, do I knowledge local? I don't know a whole lot about that tavern. Hey, you're not super familiar. All you know about it is that it is what he said. It is the... Like, I don't even know if tavern still applies. It is super, like, hoity-toity, high-end okay. senates go, uh, senators and lords go there kind of place. Gotcha. Uh, the only thing you know is you've... The little bit you've heard about it is that it is actually owned and run by an ASMR, which is fairly noteworthy. But otherwise, you don't know anything about it. It would probably not be the kind of place Nell likes to hang out. Yeah, no, not at all. That makes perfect sense. He doesn't know a whole lot about it. You know of it, but not much more. Maybe I know about it. Sounds like the place I would want to go. With knowledge local, you know where it is, and you know the... The proprietor's name is Vualdra Songi, but you've never also probably... Yeah, I've, I've probably never been there, but... But you know a bit more. Okay, so... I could uh, get us there. We do have a few options for places to go. Uh, Lady Trant, are you sure you're okay going home from here? I don't know how far it is, but I want to make sure everyone gets out okay. And uh, she says, yeah, yes, of course, I'll... I'll be fine. My family has several holdings in town. Aridin's View is not far from here, and we've a uh, main estate near the borders. I've got another closer to the Lion's Gate. I'll be fine. Okay. Just remember, this note does say that they were trying to capture any nobles that might have been down here. So I the believe... whole damn city's nobles, boy. They're not going to take everyone. They specifically said down here, though. But Why? We have no connection. There's... I don't even know these people. 
none of us know any of us. It's simply coincidence. But if you're on their list for some reason, just be careful. This kind of looks at you and looks like she wants to make a smart ass remark, but stops for a second and just kind of nods. I'll be careful. Then I suppose we make our way out now. I'm going to let her keep the, the sword and shield for now if she doesn't want to give them back because it... I mean, she'll take them just to have something to defend herself with. She'll absolutely take them. Yeah. And uh, Sir Plashian speaks up and says, Absolutely! Out of this bloody room, I'm more than happy. Please lead the way. So I'm where are we the going mechanical first? griffin. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Near, don't yeah, touch doors. Don't open this. doors. Just no, yeah. follow us. It's, gonna be, it's, it's exactly going to be a, uh, like... Elementary school, um, yeah, yeah trip. File, everyone hold hands. Field trip. Yeah, nobody can oh, that. Off don't the touch that. Here. Don't touch that door. There's an angry giant robot griffin on the other side of that. You yeah. should probably just leave alone. Step yeah, on the same spots on the floor that we step yeah. on. Don't touch yeah. anything. Don't ask questions about anything. Don't look at any of the circles too closely. Out we go. <laughs> so, the we home you time. make your way with. What is it? First, kind of gasps of surprise and awe as you lead them past not only the slain Walkafins, uh, but the fallen armors and the museum, and then up past the horde of rats and Dagio's body back in the corner, until they eventually just fall silent, just following, not knowing what they're going to see, and possibly just overwhelmed at this point, but determined to get out. Stairs leads you up the once plastered over cellar entrance to the under levels of the Senate and up into the main basement proper. And from there, it's no difficulty to find yourself back up into the Senate. The stairs let out near the Emperor's Hall, that middle area between the garden and the Senate building, where Inori had met with, ah, I can't remember her name, Deschamps, where Inori had met with Deschamps, the Pathfinder. Yeah. The champ. And as you arise into this charnel house that is the Senate, even more than half a day later, the Senate building is just covered in corpses. Uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of bloody dead bodies lay strewn all across the Senate floor. And Would we be coming up in the area below, like from our perspective below the senate hall like down where the, the to the right the, of the senate hall to the, oh okay and uh you see the bodies are not only of senators and civilians but bodies of soldiers guards lion blades even several of the olfen guard almost all still just laying where they fell uh, if any effort has been taken to begin to clean up the senate hall it's not apparent a few fatigued soldiers stand around with stacks of paper and clipboards uh, seemingly trying to at least just catalog who is here and who has fallen and uh, after a, a brief moment after the group of you just kind of shuffle up like a herd of confused gazelles out of the basement one of the older guards uh, turns and notices you uh, almost does like a double take, like, where the hell did you come from? And turned around and walks towards you and puts his hands up. 
Hey, 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 I don't know how you got in here, but this area is strictly off limits. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we're very well aware. We were here when it happened. We just managed to escape from the place uh, under here, some kind of hold. What? We were what? hiding below. We've we thought it might be safe to come out now. Down there. You didn't go through whatever that was. It's some kind of hidden stronghold of sorts for an old family. And I'll point to the crest. These took us down there. And it looks at you, crest. He's like, all right, a lot of you... Stay put, if you will. I... I'm gonna go see. It just looks like he's completely overwhelmed and exhausted and he doesn't even like post any guards to watch or anything he just leaves we he just walks down the stairs to the basement we should definitely leave as well yes we, we should gotta... stay for the for him to come back at least yeah there's there's other guards here too the city guards weren't the ones who did this we can at least expect them not to attack a group of nearly What's it, 12 people almost? 10? And Trad just puts her hands up and shakes her head and says, I don't care. I'm leaving. I've, I'm more than done with this. If they wish to seek me out of my estate, they're free to do so. I'm sure they'll find me. Come to Bari. Understandably. And turns away from the group and the uh, cleric of Abadar makes a quick praying motion towards you, nods the hull of his torso and turns and follows Lady Trant out. The rest of the three, the trio you'd found in one of the other safe rooms just kind of stands and looks around. Not really sure what they should be doing or saying anything. Well, if the rest of you wish to go, that's fine. I intend to at least stay and figure out the situation with these guards. You'd be wise to do the same so you know what you're getting into before you leave here. Uh, Sir Plastian, as you say that, yet, let sounds good to me. To the hearty mug, meet you a lot later. And turns around and just follows out where uh, yep. Trent and Zubari had gone and just is. <laughs> and uh, as he goes a few moments later, and after a couple furtive glances back and forth, Lord Patoles and Lady Bayon also decide to just kind of walk away as well. Nobody stops them. You nope. guys realize that these that we haven't been paid yet, and they're all just walking out of here? Yeah. <sighs> Yes. I did not expect much of it. I suppose no. if we really want money, we'd have to go to their house, but none of them had it on them. What are they going to do? Pull it out of the air? We know who they are. We can simply find them later. Yeah. Fair enough. All the same. I doubt the, the guards are going to have anything interesting to say about this. They are, I'm sure, just merely looking at who has fallen. So after yes. a few minutes, as you start that, the, uh, you hear the guard coming back up the uh, stairs at the bottom. As he kind of stops up, he's, he's literally like with one palm resting up on his forehead, just kind of rubbing his temples. He shakes his head. How, how far does that go on? About ten minutes or so. Uh, don't Fairly open... deep. There's yeah. still some dangerous things down there. I had and... no idea that was even down there. Kind of one in the city for two decades at this point. It just continues to pull new labyrinths and underground bunkers out on seemingly a daily basis. Where'd, where'd the rest of them go? They were very well tired of standing around and, as a typical noble would, decided they would leave. 
I'll give you their names if you wish. Uh, we have business with them as well. <sighs> he just kind of shakes his head. Can't well say it's worth the bother. You lot have been trapped down there for better part of a day. If you were down there, you weren't up here, so... It's not like we have leaves it. So... I guess... Uh, hold on. He seems like he literally has no idea what to do with this. He's not so much clueless, as just overwhelmed. And he uh, walks towards one of the other guards near the Senate Hall and uh, gets a small clipboard from them and a pen and comes back over towards you and said, okay, tell me what happened. We'll when did you get locked down there? Immediately after the killing started. The badges appear to have had an old enchantment. I guess in case something like this happened, we were teleported down into what we believe was an old section of the Senate before it fell into ruin and this was built on top of it. And he kind of nods as he's just uh, sketching some, some uh, lines of text down as he goes. Because I've heard similar reports about a few nobles and senators that seem to have been similarly teleported back to their estates. Uh, again, I didn't know of anything beneath the Senate building here, but... Less dead bodies is less dead bodies, I... Unfortunately, you I'm... saw the three. Those halflings down the bottom of the stairs. They're a part of whatever happened up here. Or so we believe. They've sent someone after Martella Lothheed. They're Pathfinders. I believe it's they're assassins. An eyebrow. I don't think they were pathfinders. So I'll tell him, um, does the shadow... Brotherhood of Silence. Does the Brotherhood of Silence mean anything? Yeah, I, I keep on going to pull it up, and then you told me, so I stopped. And Oh. He, uh, he kind of looks at you and began to raise an eyebrow and says, uh, had dealings with them before, somewhat. Sort of Assassin's Guild of sorts. Mostly recruits... Uh surprising amount of halflings but not nothing recently they work with the pathfinder society no this note here says that they're supposed to uh, they're contracted to eliminate lothheed and anyone she's working with which included us he shakes his head uh write it down but he, he shakes it i don't know who this lothheed is but uh you said you they were attacked they were connected to what happened here. We believe so. I mean they were assassins. They knew that that place was down there. Our report so far is this is an attempted coup by the Pathfinder Society to gain power in Taldor. So but you believe these halflings are part of the Brotherhood of Silence. Yes. That is what the paperwork we found on them said. <sighs> we'll add it to the Pile of stories, I suppose. Well, Pathfinders just want to chronicle what's going on. They don't want to directly change things. And he just kind of puts his hands up uh, with the clipboard and says, Look, I don't know who's doing what or why. That's all we got is the current prime suspect. Now, admittedly and kind of surprisingly, uh, Michello 
has been very much cooperative. He's the local venture captain here in Apara, and he claims to have no idea of what's going on here, and I've no reason to believe him. I know several of the senators themselves, and he points back towards the room, even some of the fallen here had connections to the Pathfinder Society, but we've only got not much for leads so far. We've got several reports of them, and then reports that this is an act from a Kadiran terrorist cell. What? Haven't put all the pieces together yet. It's going to take a while. Yeah, with this much chaos, there's no telling what the true story is for quite Why a while. have I not heard Stabian's name mentioned once? <sighs> Do you... He just kind of looks at you. What do you know about the whereabouts of Grand Prince Stavian? I don't know about the whereabouts, but I'm pretty sure he orchestrated he this whole thing. Yeah. Do you not have anyone with a story about what he did to Calvio right there on the stage? Yeah, that all started with him, and then everything degenerated from that moment. He kind of just puts his clipboard down in both hands and just uh, tucks his hands together at his waist. Says, Grand Prince Stavian III... As well as his daughter, Princess Eutropia, have both been missing since the incident. If you have any information about their whereabouts, there's a hefty reward. Well, if we find anything, we'll be sure to let you know. But for now, we believe that the prince might be the one who started this. The prince disappeared. Most of his per personal re retinue of the Elfin Guard were slaughtered not far from the Senate Hill, and he hasn't been seen since. I mean, at this point, we don't even know if that was really him who started this. That's Something could have happened to him beforehand, and that was someone in disguise. That's possible. And he There's... kind of nods a bit and says, we've had... A couple scattered reports that the Grand Prince himself started all of this, but we largely wrote it off as ramblings. Most of the evidence planned either the Kadirian terrorists or the Pathfinder Society, but you seem to know a surprising amount for a group that's been locked in a basement for 12 hours. Well, when the main We were there when it be... happened, and we're still alive. Yeah. When the main group appears to be targeting you, and you were there firsthand to see something gives you a pretty good story to bounce. Well, if you have any other information, I invite you to share it. Uh, again, there's generous awards for those who help the Whitehall. But if not, I'd see no reason to retain you further. You've been trapped down there for the better part of a day, and I'm sure you all want to get home. We should leave you to your work. Yes. Hi, I know yours. Be safe. And he uh, does a quick salute and turns back towards the Senate Hall, heading back in to help the dozen guards with their, their continue overseeing the cataloging that's happening. I'm just going to go straight to the front exit and just leave. We're, yep. we're done Same. here. Just follow him. There's too much of a mess for us to be in the way. So as all of you head out of the Senate Hill, 
you walk out into a completely opposite Apara than the one you had left the night before. Or the last afternoon, Apara had been swollen with visitors and tourists, the streets packed with stalls and food carts and various vendors hawking their wares, and citizens, nobles, and peasants alike reveling in the events of the Exaltation Gala. There's nearly no one present. Uh, some scattered citizens still wander the streets, but Apara as a whole has fallen almost silent. It's a stark contrast. So as we're leaving and seeing all of this, I'm just going to take a good look around before turning back to everyone and saying it's much calmer acting with what happened. It is. I highly not a pleasant calm. Not at all. I was expecting there to be more of a military-esque presence, though. Something's definitely wrong on multiple facets. No one knows what's happening. No one wants to get involved. Everyone's just staying wherever they feel is safe. So give me a brief moment. I had to stop and restart my stream because I hit the five-hour spectrum throttle. Oh, goody. So I just have to stop the feed for a second so that I can restart it. I mean, I, at least it's nice that you can do that. Instead of just being permanent for the rest of the day. That is true. At least I can just kill it and throw it back up real quick. Yeah. I think I had to drop out of Discord for a second too because it has to. I have to stop uploading for a moment so that the uh, yeah action goes away. So I'm gonna I'll be right back in like five seconds. Be here. I'm so glad I got to shoot that stupid little dickhead in his head. Yeah. So uh, oh man, I can't stop the throttle. I mean, it's oh, almost no. done. Yeah. Might have to just end it here, actually. I mean, that's not a terrible place to end it, I suppose. Yeah. Walking back out into Apara. Because, yeah, I'm going to have the Thunder Throttle. You're just going to have to go break some knees before next one. Yeah, can't do nothing about it. Nope. That's the Turbo Throttle. Unfortunate. Well, we got... That was actually like five and a half hours ago.